So from last mm -hmm. night we were speaking, you were talking about how normally you come here. The lift takes a while to pick you up, but you're noticing a little bit of a difference. What is that? I'm noticing a huge difference. I'm, I'm noticing a lot more Lyft and Uber drivers are out on the roads. The wait time has been severely decreased. We finally got numbers from the government this morning that show uh, the end of pandemic unemployment assistance, the end of the extended benefits. We finally got to see what that pipe, you know, pick through the python looks like with most of Americans back at work. And lo and behold, we're seeing lower, lower spending among people who have lost their unemployment benefits. What a shock. But my point is, it's time for people to go back to work. And I think some people are going to go back to work, but there's a conundrum in this morning's data. We've had three weeks, three consecutive weeks of rising initial U.S. jobless claims. What's going on? Three weeks. Three weeks in a row. When's the last time you saw that? March, uh, excuse me, April 2020. Last time we saw that was April 2020, now, which were, is COVID were, first month, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, they were gigantic numbers, gigantic Be But that numbers. was because right. shutdown, stay home, yep. all that stuff. Right. Now, tell me when you saw that pre-April 2020. Oh, well, I mean, they bumped around a lot. But three but they weeks. Were, but they were, they, were, they were at the lowest level in 50 years prior to the pandemic. And Got then it. they spiked up. But again, this is the, where, why are people getting fired in this environment? And I think there's a lack of appreciation for Guys, how, hear your audio. there's just, there's a lack of appreciation for how American companies have said, basta, I'm automating, I'm replacing you with, there's, there's a thing called Flippy at a, White Rock, south of, of Chicago. And for 23 hours a day, seven days a week, down one hour per day uh, for downtime, for cleaning, it makes French fries. Flippy's got a friend behind him that makes burgers. And automation in this country is really accelerating because companies are, are being told, you have to pay higher wages. And they're like, okay, so what do we tell our shareholders? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, how, do, how do we make a profit if we're paying $20 an hour for you to flip a burger? It just doesn't work. The profits don't work. I've heard from around here that you've got small restaurants that have completely gone out of business because they can't make the math work. But in the interim, we've had companies really accelerate this move to automate. So there's a lot of redundancies. You're not going to have as many jobs as you had before. And part of it is because Americans chose to not work when they could have. Chose to not work when they could have. So is this where the capitalist, the innovator says, no problem. You don't want to work. I'm always going to come up with a solution. My solution is I don't have a job for you anymore. Go figure it out for yourself and change your career. Because right. the other day I was uh, talking to uh, Kai. I don't know if you were on that one Zoom with the, the different uh, uh, entrepreneurs. One of the entrepreneur, Manfields, they own a pizza shop. They own several pizza shops. They do very well for themselves. And they showed me an idea about this one guy that is building kitchens, okay, he creates all the uh, 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 locations for you, all the equipments in there, like $50,000 worth of equipment. You don't have to buy it. They simply rent it out to you at $5,000 a month is what they do. You got the kitchen, everything. And it's a model with Uber uh, uh, Eats that mm -hmm. comes and picks it up or yep. you know some of those models that they're coming mm -hmm. through. And they said, there's a new machine that came out. Doesn't need anybody. It just makes pizzas for itself. I said, what are you talking about? I said, let me show it to you. They show it to me, this machine. No joke. It's three things that it shows. First, the dough, then it's the cheese, and then you program what to put in there, and it drops the pepper, it drops the uh, mushroom, it drops the whatever you want, and at the end, the pizza comes out without needing a person to actually do that work. So We innovate as the, a country. The reality of it is 
the entrepreneur will always figure out a solution for the challenge they're facing. They're not going to sit on their laurels and say, you don't want to come back to work? Oh, my gosh, please come back, please come yep. back. No problem. You don't want to? We'll find a replacement for you. You know, everybody talks about working from home and yeah. I want my privileges and I, I want to have a, a flexible yep. lifestyle. Yep. Well, working from home peaked out at about 40-something percent. As of the most recent non-farm payroll report, it's down to 13.5. percent Americans are working from home. So the media hypes it up a lot. What's that percentage again? 13.5. currently right now. Currently working from home. And where was the peak? The, it was it, it was north of 40%. Holy it's, moly. But that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's been cut two-thirds almost. Yes, but that's the thing. And the media makes it sound like... You know, these millennials are going to be able to make their own lifestyle choices and they're going to be dictating mm. all of the all of all of what their work requirements are to their employer. The employers have been, you know, basically castrated mm. and it's simply not the case. But there are a lot of jobs that and I'm not talking. I'm, you're talking about a, a, a machine that makes pizzas. And I just heard that some mellow mushroom in Delray went out of business. So that would have been a solution for them. 12 months ago. Yeah. So, so then this more validates Elon Musk's UBI is eventually going to be eminent. There's nothing we can do about it. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you agree with him as well? Well, I, I hope he's wrong. And I think that, um, and I think we would agree on this. I think Mitch McConnell is making a last stand so that we can try and get yep. out in front of this. And it, it's not so much. You're talking about the $3.5 trillion bill? No, no. I'm talking about raising the debt limit. And mm-hmm. the thing is, Janet Yellen was on the Hill. She was on the Hill testifying on on Tuesday, and she correctly said that all we're doing by raising the debt limit is paying a bill that we've already incurred. It would be like Mm -hmm. going to a restaurant, ordering a steak. This is the example she used, eating the steak and then refusing to pay the bill. So these are just seven some odd trillion dollars of debt that we've already incurred as a country. And the debt limit has to be raised in order to cover that tab. But the reason, back in 2011, Standard & Poor's downgraded the sovereign debt rating of the United States from AAA was because in in the negotiations to raise the debt ceiling, Congress refused to address long-term entitlement spending. You hear about it all the time. Look, Social Security is going to run out of money by 2034, Mm -hmm. Medicare, Medicare, Medicaid. All of this entitlement spending has never been addressed. And what McConnell is saying is... We're not just going to give you a free pass because the minute we raise that debt ceiling, you're going to ram through three and a half trillion dollars right. of, of, of a social spending bill mm-hmm. purely on party lines. Yeah. He's looking at the midterm elections and trying to stop what you're talking about. Stop what Elon Musk is is predicting will happen to this country. Tom, you're well, the two sides to it. And first of all, great to see you again. Hi, and Tom. it's great, great to be back here. We, we have to come to Florida to see each other. You realize we live in the same city. That's right. Okay. Or. or or the American lounge at yes. LaGuardia by accident. Indeed, true, true. So what you, what you have is two things that happened over the nine months, right? During the nine months, we kept spending money. So this nine-month debate that's been going on, we've been spending. And so Janet Yellen is correct. We've already spent the money. Over nine months, people are retiring. Everything, the entitlements are going. The spending has been, been happening. So that's our. But I want to step back to something, go back about two minutes here. Do you remember, I think it was two and a half years ago, three years ago, de Blasio did the thing. It was a double punch. First, he said uh, fast food in New York need to have a, uh, a living wage. And so it was like a minimum, um, what was it, ten fifty or 12 that he wanted I to push that. on that. And at the same time, he said, this is too much sugar and yep. held, up, held up a big gulp yep. that you can freely go buy if yep. you want. So at that time, do you remember what there is a McDonald franchisee that started working with Southwest 
previously on the kiosks so that people could have quick mm -hmm. and accurate orders, could immediately yep. select their language. There was all these benefits, not just eliminating another teenage kid that was making money. It was language. It was selection. It was accuracy. It was speed in the most important two hours of the day, 11 to 1 midday. Yep. So guess what? This what we're seeing here with automation and everything happening under COVID did not happen now. The entrepreneurs were given a sign and a signal from people like de Blasio a couple years ago on minimum wage and what they were going to enforce on their business. And you gave entrepreneurs a two-year head start to start finding solutions. And now... COVID comes out, and guess what? The market's pretty big for those solutions, yep. and they could sell them to a lot and of people. And they've been accelerated and amplified. This whole move to automation. Let, let, me, let me put it to you this way, guys. If you're happy to have Danielle and Tom here with us, give us a thumbs up and a uh, subscribe to the channel. But let me, let me kind of preface what topics we're coming, uh, covering today. One is the $3.5 trillion auto bill. A uh, couple stories about Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. He called them out again and said, you can't see your, your, sue your way to the moon, which we'll probably talk about that. There's some stuff going in the NBA. Maybe we'll cover the vaccine with LeBron. And, you know, he said he took it, but it's not for everyone. Kyrie's having some challenges right now. U.S. government about to run out of money by October 18th on my birthday. Wrong day to run out of money. But they're running out of money on that day. Treasury Secretary says, Danielle, we're curious to know what you're going to say about that. October 18th. It's the day. Right here. Is, I won't forget no that day. You're, I'm telling you, I will not forget that day. You're not going to get a card or a gift. <laughs> and you never get nothing from Saki. <laughs> that's going to break my heart. You'll never forget this. And, and by the way, I'm in Italy. You will be? I'm, I'm in that's Italy. A, that's a good oh, day good to be in Italy. How good for you. Well, she may send you her broken calculator, the one with no buttons and no screen. But you'll never forget that your 2021 birthday also has a name. It's the X date. That's what they call it in Washington. That's October 18th is the X date. Wow. And that's really? the day I that feel special. No joke. Birthday. I feel very special right it's now. The day I don't that know if the I felt very special in a long time. No, finance days. They have all these finance days. Barack triple, Obama. Triple Barack Obama disagreed with uh, uh, Biden, which will, I don't know if you saw that or not. He made mm -hmm. some comments that uh, media. Yeah. So maybe Newsom has some new ideas about what to do, allowing children to have a to hide sex operations and abortions from parents, which I thought is kind of strange that this bill is about to pass. Wow. Tulsi Gabbard oh, made some that? comments about Maxine Waters and uh, a few other things, something that's going on in Chinese China's real estate sector that's <laughs> pretty intense. And maybe, just maybe, we will talk about the great Don Lemon, uh, Don Lemon. Uh, Don Don Lemon Lamont, Lamont. which one, whatever Le one we want to go with because he's, he's had some uh, interesting time. Don and uh, Chris Coma have been some interesting times together lately. <laughs> but I think we start off with Saki. Let's start off with Saki because we were we're talking about this whole thing with you know jobs, people going to go back, UBI, all this stuff. Saki said it's unfair and absurd that companies would raise costs for consumers due to higher taxes. Wow. It is absolutely unfair. Somebody needs sorry, to pay attention to their economy class or it's math a class. Profit and loss statement. Yeah. So let me read this to you on what she said. This is a Foundation for Economic Education article. Ayn Rand famously quipped, you can uh, avoid reality, but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. Let me say that one more time. You can avoid reality, but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. At a Monday press conference, Saki was confronted by journalists citing data showing that House Democrats Proposed tax increases would violate President Biden's pledge not to raise taxes on anyone earning less than $400,000. In particular, multiple mm -hmm. studies have shown that the proposed increase in corporate tax rate from 21 to 26 and a half will lead to lower wages for workers and higher consumer prices. Saki responded to the journalist's 
query by downplaying the potential pass-along costs and simply declaring them immoral. <laughs> there are some who argue that in the past, companies have passed on the cost to consumers, Saki said. We feel that's unfair and absurd that the American people will not stand for that. <laughs> Danielle, thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. Really? Seriously. No, she really said this. This is not an no, Onion no, article. This no, is a real article. But there's, there's nothing to be said about it. I mean, you, you're <sighs> not... Businesses are not in business to be charities. Yeah. They're 501Cs if they're charities. And that's not that's what China has done to its entire tutoring sector, educational sector. It has made them all into nonprofits. And lo and behold, what happened to them overnight? They went out of business. So mm -hmm. for her to operate under that assumption when we have a real-time example of what happens when when the government effectively says you are a not-for-profit institution. It's just it's it's asinine. Sorry, that was probably not a very polite word, but it is just. No, that was it's a lot better than last night, though. I mean, yeah. it is what this it is, is true. Yeah, it's true. But, yes, last night it was a bit. Unhinged. Why is she saying these things? You, you gave she, us a family she, version. Her job is to get up there and do a spin job and make sure. the president look good. It's not like she's voicing her own opinion, is she? Or is she? <laughs> Speculating, I, okay. this is what the president was like. Well, who's calling her shots? You're correct. It yeah. is definitely her job. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Biden couldn't articulate his thoughts if he tried. I didn't say that out loud. But but you're right. It is her job to sell Don't get whatever's sure. being be okay. whatever the administration is trying to peddle. It's her job to sell. Mm -hmm. It's just like Janet Yellen trying to say that 140 countries or however many countries that she's talking about need to raise the minimum corporate tax. I tell you one thing though. I don't mind the idea of a minimum corporate tax of a floor because every time Congress gets involved with the tax code, there's one beneficiary and only one beneficiary, and that's the CPA community. Because all they do mm. is make the damn tax code more complicated, which means you have to pay your CPA more to find the loopholes to get out of paying taxes because that's what companies do. That's what wealthy people do. If you put a floor, if, if you just say it's an alternative minimum tax for a company. If you're Amazon.com and you're making billions and billions yeah. and billions and billions of dollars and you don't pay any taxes, there's something wrong with that. So I'm I'm good with like a flat tax for corporations. What's like a flat tax for, ex exactly exactly. What would the and floor just, be? Fifteen percent? What's the number? I mean, fifteen percent is, is a very reasonable number, and we'd get a hell of a lot more tax revenue if we did something like that. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that what the whole idea was that they were trying to? Globally, that's fine, yeah, but exactly. then you're always going to have no, United, no, no, no. United Arab That's a terrible that idea. Buddy, you don't want that to be globally. No, I'm no. saying, but that's what you proposed. No, right? yeah, she I did, but you do right. not want all countries no. in the world to have the same well, exact they won't, they won't all agree. You, yeah. will, you will always There's no way you want that. Because there's the no United competition Arab, at that point. I think it was the United Arab Emirates, but it doesn't matter. There are going to be, there are always going to be countries that look at such global moves as great opportunities to take market share and become a tax haven, period. So you'll never get all countries to agree to it. There will, there's always, if, if it's not Dublin, it'll, it'll be whoever Dublin's successor is for Americans to put their headquarters. There will always be yeah, the- That's the, good. They're smart for not doing that. They're wise for not doing that. It's like, right. imagine you're forced to only be with one person. Mm -hmm. Like you're chosen. There's only one person you can be with. You would be miserable. That's you, marriage, though. But no, no, no. You're forced to. Marriage is oh, choice. Oh, gotcha. Right. You're okay. forced. You don't, you're not forced to get married. You choose to get married. Yeah, in this situation, if everybody's taxes are the same across the world, 
You're forced. This is it. You ain't got another Mars to go to or, you know, moon to go to to build a base, you know, build a business Sorry, for Elon yourself. Musk. This is it for you, yeah. right? And I mean, if you look at China, they're giving tax breaks to industries that they want to succeed. The semiconductor industry. They're not giving tax breaks to real estate companies at all, but they are giving tax breaks to industries that they want to build internally so that they're less reliant on imports. And over here in the United States, we're talking about jacking up the corporate tax rate. We're just going about this the wrong way. We really are going about it the wrong way. And her points are just idiotic. I think Saki missed it. You know, you go deep and you really give everyone the, the depth behind it. But there is things that are just so simple that it was in front of her. Like businesses are not going to do this. I'll give you a tale of two cities, Grubhub and DoorDash. Grubhub contract did not let you price delivery different from pickup or in. So if you want to use Grubhub, your contract said the price had to be the same for everybody. Whereas DoorDash says, well, wait a minute, I'm going to charge you 30 bucks. If you want to put a $3 service fee or something on that, it's going to be delivered. Great. Well, Two years later, Grubhub is suffering, and nobody wants to work with Grubhub. None of the none of the restaurants want to work with Grubhub. You're killing me. You take thirty percent to deliver. I can't even put a service fee on it because you're control you're controlling my pricing, which is basically what Basaki right. was We're talking saying. About price control. DoorDash says you want to put a service fee on there to cover thirty percent. Fine. I just want to I just want to deliver it hot for people that love your your food. DoorDash is. 50% market share. Three years ago, they were 16%. Three years ago, wow. three years ago, Grubhub was 50% market share, and they're 16 today. The two numbers complete are complete opposite. Complete wow. opposite. Good for them. That's, it's it's fantastic for DoorDash, and so it's called competing. Only, that's that's, that's great. Right. That's so, I'm all for it. We're supposed to so be competitors not, right. in a capitalistic that's right. economy. So not Hello? only does Saki not have a calculator, she obviously doesn't have internet access because this has been a no, headline but, but, story for. But Tom, yeah. this is another weeks. opportunity of divide and conquer, blame, every, divide, pin employer against employee. Exactly. Constantly pin them against each other and tell them it's the employer's fault. It's the employer's fault. It's the employer's fault. You know this whole bill that How came out? How dare they raise prices? Did you guys see that one senator from uh, West Virginia? It's Barrasso. What's his name? Barrasso? Uh, John Barrasso? He's Bassano. from, uh, I uh, want to say Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, he's from Wyoming. Yeah. So he, he went Barrasso. out there. He went out there and he said uh, the whole thing about, well, you know, who's seen this? 2,500 page, uh, uh, what do you call it, bill, who's taking a look at this, et cetera. It's how many people you think have read it and they expect us to, yeah, John Barrasso. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing, what we did. I said, okay, I want to know the bill. I want to read the bill. I want to go through it. Mm -hmm. Kai, how many hours did we spend looking at the bill and did you find anything? Could we find the bill anywhere? At least a good hour and we couldn't find it anywhere. We were looking at literally the first two, three pages on Google trying to find Congress's website, the government's website, everywhere. It's probably so, on the dark web in so, China. So there is some websites that are talking about it. Let's go to page eight, guys. If there, mm -hmm. There's some websites that are talking about it. And some people uh, uh, who are sharing some points on what's in it. This is one of them. And I'm going to cover, Kai, if you want to pull up the article that even the audience can see, uh, this is from what? This is Fox Business. Go to page eight. If you can find that article What's in it? One of the ones uh, that's in it is really concerning on page 168 of the bill. 168 of the bill, which we don't have access to the bill, but 168 of the bill, it covers a fine. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that $700,000 fine, but let, let me get right into it. So $3.5 trillion spending package includes big money for free, uh, tree equity, bias training, and more. Apparently, one of the things on page 168 of the bill is if an employer, if an employer has an employee that's unvaccinated, 
it's $700,000 fine per employee that's unvaccinated. Let me say that one more time, okay? If an employee is unvaccinated, it's $700,000 fine per employee that's unvaccinated. How many companies can handle that? I don't know how many companies can handle that. And this is all over the place, about the $700,000. So you got nearly $79 billion bill for the IRS. Uh, uh, folks, out of the $3.5 trillion, $80 billion of it is purely for IRS, $12 billion for electric cars, $3 billion for tree equity, $1 billion to turn government into facilities into high-performance green buildings, and new funding for gender uh, identity issues and bias training. Amongst the most contentious provisions, the bill gives a substantial funding boost to Internal Revenue Service that stands, again, $80 billion over the next 10 years. So out of the $3.5 trillion, the biggest money is going to the IRS. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, folks, we should vote for it. This is absolutely fascinating to have more IRS agents going and trying to find that $600 that they're talking about. The money would help the IRS strengthen tax enforcement activities. What a friendly thing to say. The IRS strengthen tax enforcement activities, something we all love and support, expand audits and modernize its technology. An additional $410 million would go to IRS oversight. Democrats are also putting equity at the center of the bill. The Agriculture Committee has uh, uh, earmarked $3 billion for a tree planting program with a priority for projects that increase uh, tree equity. The legislation dishes out another $4 billion for neighborhood access and equity grants. Meanwhile, its electric vehicle charging equity program comes with a $1 billion price tag. Senator Joe Manchin uh, from West Virginia, Kristen uh, Cinema from the, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, both Democrats have been the most vocal in their opposition, and even they have been negotiating separately. Manchin told Politico on Thursday, what's the need? There is no timeline. I want to understand it. While Representative for Cinema told the same outlet, Kristen recognizes there's a timeline. There's got to be a process, but said she was consulting with colleagues about the key provisions, the uh, cost of the bill. The cost of the bill originally was $3.5 trillion, but the Nonpartisan Committee of a Responsible Federal Budget wrote in July that the true cost would be, uh, end up being around $5.5 trillion. The New York Times responded Monday morning that the current bill is likely to cost well over $3.5 trillion. Again, that's not New York Post. That's New York Times saying it's going to be well over $3.5 trillion. And last but not least, figuring out the true cost could take time. The bill, formerly known as the Build Back Better Act, weighs in 2,465 pages, 444,000 words. That is uh, uh, three times the size of Atlas Shrugs' uh, uh, book, which is a long book. And each page is $1.4 billion. Gosh. Okay? Is what you're looking at. So. That's why. That's why Manchin says we need to take a pause. We need to pause. Mm. Uh, Tom brought up a great point. I mean, think about the worst legislation that's ever been done in this country. It's it's legislation that wasn't read. And that's. I mean, right, Tom? Do you remember the ACA? Yeah, of course. Kai, see if you can find the clip from Nancy Pelosi when she got cornered. Said, "What's in it? We'll find out what's in it when it's passed." Yeah, he says, have that. you read it? We no. Why is that, that even acceptable? Like, why, whether you're Republican or Democrat, it's, why is it even not. acceptable no, to I'm say, this let's the, just look at this when we're already past the bill? Why does that make no, any I mean, sense? They need to change the title. By, by the way, she pointed service. out yesterday that it's a slush fund. They're passing dollars, it's, not bills. They're passing dollars, they not bills. How much of this $3.5 trillion is going to the people? That's, well, that's how much. It, so forget about Republican, Democrat. How much of this money is going to the people stimulus? From what I have seen, as far as zero. no, 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 stimulus goes. No, 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 no. They well, are cash. they are extending the child tax credit, yeah. which is being paid in cash right now. 
Okay, but yeah, how but many of those? That's not. Ha- that's not. You're talking about child tax credit. Would these yeah. are two different All things I'm, I'm talking but, about? But that's a major. Even part that, of that is apparently. controversial. Yeah, that's that's not. That's not. Okay, right. so what percentage of the three and a half trillion dollars is going to go to the people? I don't know, but here can I just give you yeah. what the top sure. five things like? I know we talked about IRS. Eighty billion. Eighty billion. Twelve billion for electric cars. Three billion for tree equity. Whatever that is. One billion for gender. St- okay, those are minor. You know, uh, lines on the budget. The big five, apparently, of this three and a half trillion dollar spending plan is climate change. You talked about the child tax credit, which is apparently is a big deal if you got kids. Uh, universal pre-K right now that doesn't exist in the country. Paid family, uh, paid family leave and expanding Medicare to cover, I guess, dental, vision and other things. So those are the big five things within this bill. Now, within the each of those categories, I'm sure there's. Like you said, slush funds, and why won't they show what, what the categories are? But those are the big five categories. And it's spread out over 10 years? I mean, please. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. He's asking the right question. Yeah. Here's the challenge I got. My challenge is the following. If I'm, correct me on this one, but I read in like a handful of different places, this is the only one that a bill like this passed, and there's no hearing. So they're not having a hearing, meaning... They're not willing to have a hearing to answer mm-hmm. what's in it. So you know how typically there's right. a hearing, then they'll, they'll say, why this and why that and why this? They don't want to do a hearing. So there is nobody from the opposing side or Manchin or Kristen, they cannot ask, why are we spending this much money on this? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. And because that's, that, that's why Manchin has said. What happened, Kai? Kai found something? You found a bill? I think Tyler found the bill, yeah. Can you go to page 168 of the bill? Go to page 168. I want to I verify this because this doesn't make any sense to me. So. Uh, pa, 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 pa. In addition to amounts of otherwise available, any of the money the Treasury and others appropriate is over $300 million. There it is, line 15, Pat. Line 15. Okay. Uh, uh, Occupational Safe Health Act of 1970, Occupational Health Act of I'm trying to see where it says the vaccine, the Employment Commission. Uh, oh, so you got Occupational Safety and Health. Act of 1970, Section 17 of the Occupational Safety Health. Yeah, because OSHA is, is going to be their cop. In subsection 1A, a striking $70,000 and inserting $700,000. There's the increased fine. Now we got to find just. By striking, oh, so they're increasing it from 70 to 700 by striking 50 and inserting 50,000. 10 times the fine. Just 10 times. Oh my gosh. By by striking seven thousand and inserting seventy thousand. But guys, this is this, this is how bad legislation is passed because they're desperately looking. And and who wants to bring back the salt deduction? You know, for 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 right. property taxes, state. I mean, the Democrats they actually want to put. There are some Democrats who are opposing this bill if it does not get rid of the cap on property taxes and this is this is biden remember being told i'm sorry you can't can you email it to me you can't do that with an executive order you can't force vaccination of the executive order well who could we do it oh we'll get osha we'll get one of our many cops in government and we'll throw it at osha so that osha goes out and does it yeah but this this three and a half trillion dollar spending bill isn't the only thing on the agenda right now you were talking about the big four things that are on the plate right now i don't know if you want to touch on that so uh, Republicans, a few days ago, they, they said to Chuck Schumer, who's the Senate majority leader right mm-hmm. now, uh, Schumer kept trying to put the debt ceiling inside of the continuing resolution to keep the government open after midnight tonight, because midnight tonight is when the U- United States fiscal year ends. Yeah. And that's something I learned, by the way, that the fiscal year of the United States ends September the 30th, September 30th, not yep. not. 
at the end of the year. Nope, it's not a calendar fiscal year. Fiscal year. It's fiscal year. We learned something, everybody. Go okay. ahead. So, but after midnight, and, and the the Republicans are going to vote for what's taken to the floor, but they mm-hmm. were they they said you got to take the debt ceiling out of it or you're not going to get the votes. So Schumer had to pull back, and they've removed the debt ceiling, which takes us right. back to Patrick's birthday, October the 18th, X mm-hmm. date. That's the date at which. I mean, if, if your family's got uh, you know, plans to go to Washington, D.C., you might want to take the Smithsonian off the list. Yeah. That's when federal agencies start to close. Well, when did the government just, shut down just last? just take external pictures. Well, yes. and like that's, NFT. That, when did, when's the last time the government shut down? Oh, gosh. Was it 2000? Was it 18? Wasn't it 18? That the famous right. Trump, Pelosi, Sh- Schumer meeting? No, 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 no. 2019 is when the debt ceiling was suspended. July Mm -hmm. 31st, 2019, it was suspended for two years, meaning by July the 31st, 2021, they would have to raise it. But the reason that it was, and there was no controversy, there was Pelosi and Trump, you'd have thought that they were cousins, kissing cousins at that. It was so non-controversial because it lifted the cap past the election. So whoever got elected in 2020, would have unlimited spending power. That was the debt ceiling until July the thirty-first. Yes, mm. and that was that. That was the reason that there was so little controversy. I think when Clinton was in office, I seem to remember um, federal workers. No, there was something like two, three years ago where the government shut down for like two months, and you had federal workers going crazy. They couldn't pay their it, rent. It's but it, this was recent. Yes, this, this this does happen from time to time. The reason it's different right now mm-hmm. is because the Republicans are. This is a quote from Mitch McConnell. They asked a reporter asked Mitch McConnell, "What did you learn from 2011, which is when the U.S. sovereign debt rating was downgraded?" He said, "What I learned was even though I had pressure from within my party, so even though he he was getting pressure from within the GOP mm-hmm. to to kill who'd been kidnapped, and that was the analogy that he used." This was the he, Tea Party doing their thing at that but point. He said that the lesson that he learned yeah. is you don't do it; you collect the ransom. What and does that mean? That means that you actually force negotiations to address entitlement spending so that the debt of the United States quits running up at a crazy rate. And that was why S&P downgraded the country. They were like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? They're still not addressing long-term entitlement spending that the country cannot afford. And as long as you continue to ignore those elephants in the room, and in this three and a half trillion thing, it wants to go the opposite direction. It wants to create social spending programs that never go away. You never create a government program that gets canceled. It doesn't work that way. I know they use the, the term entitlement like crazy. Entitlement, entitlement. What's the biggest entitlement? Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Yes, those three. And then welfare. Un, excuse me. Is that unfunded part of it? Unfunded entitlements. Unfunded entitlements. Unfunded. That's exactly okay. right. That's exactly liabilities. Right. So they're talking about what's there. Unfortunately, in 2013, for then Federal Reserve Chair Ben Bernanke, they had a blueprint drawn up. Well, gee, the Federal Reserve owns a whole bunch of U.S. Treasuries because it's been buying up U.S. Treasuries for all this time. Now it owns 25 percent of U.S. Treasuries. There is a blueprint to strategically default only on debt on the Fed's balance sheet. And it was written up for Ben Bernanke in 2013. I can guarantee you that the Fed hates the fact that this document is actually in the public purview, but there is a way, and Mitch McConnell knows it, there is a way for the United States to strategically default on the, on the paper owned, on the bonds owned by the Federal Reserve. 
And man, Fitch and Moody's would be right behind him downgrading just like S&P did if they did it. It's the nuclear option, but it's, an, yep. it's a nuclear option that Mitch McConnell is very aware of. You think he'll use it? You think he'll use that card? I, I, I mean, well, look. The stock, the stock market's up. The economy has not fallen out of bed. Inflation's a real problem. And right now, as, as, as long really as the economy doesn't it. fall out of bed, which threatens the midterms for all incumbents across both parties, I think Mitch is going to take this thing to the wire. So if he takes it to the wire, let's just say he takes it to the wire and he uses that card, what happens to the economy? How ugly could it be? It could be very ugly. Ugly is 20% or 10%? It, it could be. It, the, United, the United States defaulting on its debt. I mean, just say that. Repeat that. The United mm-hmm. States of America, the risk-free asset for the free world, not, not paying its obligations, not making an interest payment. You hear about that, you know, with third world countries. Argentina. How many times has Argentina defaulted on its debt? Mm-hmm. I mean, Greece. Count mm-hmm. the way. Greece. Those are the kind of countries that, that you, you, you have conversations about debt default, so not the, the United uh, States. Uh, across the aisle are the, the, the McConnells of the world and the Pelosi's of the world and the Schumer's of the world privately saying, like, look, this isn't a good look for America to default on our debt. We got to figure this thing out. Are they having the public? They're going to talk. They're going to no, say no, no, one no. thing. This is the thing. And this is the reason that Mitch McConnell gave Chuck Schumer the bird a few days ago. And this is what Mitch McConnell has been insisting. If you want to raise the debt ceiling using reconciliation straight on party lines, go for it. They mm-hmm. won't even need advertising agencies mm. for the for, for the midterms if the Republicans manage to flawlessly, easily, elegantly put $7 trillion on the Democrats. See, and that's what Schumer's not going to do. That's what Schumer, and, and, and Schumer won't do it. Got that's it. why they will not raise the debt ceiling mm-hmm. using, using reconciliation because they, they'll all get voted out of office. And he tried to slip it in there, and McConnell said, take that cheese off my hamburger. He we're did. Buying, we're buying the burger, but take that cheese and off the, And that's why, mm-hmm. that's why Schumer keeps saying, it's, you know, this is disastrous. We cannot default on the debt. And McConnell keeps saying, then raise the debt limit along party lines. Own it. Seems because to be a simple time, provision, Chuck, and there's, we're all sitting here in the chamber. Yeah. Why don't you walk to the front, make a few preamble statements, and put it on the floor, baby? I mean, in, in 2019, we raised, the, we, we, we raised the debt limit by like $2 trillion. This is like 3x that. And don't get me wrong. This is debt that was incurred in, during mm-hmm. the Trump administration. This is the CARES Act. This is the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that were legislated. It, it is money that has been spent. Um, but the Republicans are saying to the Democrats, own it. Put your name on it. What should everyday Americans understand and or do about all this? There's a lot of high-level stuff, the debt limit, I don't know, McConnell, like a lot of political macroeconomic stuff. What should everyday Americans do or understand about what they can do? So just pull up the debt clock, Mm -hmm. the national debt clock. I mean, just just look at it. Just look at it go. It's not a pretty thing. No, your average American should be pissed off that the U.S. government cannot seem to find its way to curtail spending. But even if they're pissed off, what does that do for them? Like, they still need to do that. That's not like they can do anything about So they need to pay attention this. to people like Joe Manchin. They need to pay attention to the few legislators who are standing up and saying, this is enough. Mm-hmm. This $3.5 trillion is highly un- unidentified. You're raising all kinds of – the fine print is absolutely ridiculous because you're trying to say that you can pay for it when you can't. And – and that's why we're not seeing this whole thing. That's why it hasn't been read. It's, that's why the CBO hasn't scored the whole thing. We don't really know what it's going to 
uh, how how it's going to increase tax Mm. revenues enough to offset what it's going to be. And that's why they don't want to talk about the details. Americans should be pretty pissed off that they want to just legislate blindly because we, the people, are the constituents. And it's our money that they're spending. The average American, what they need to know is this. Adam, you could do it this way. Excuse me, um, ma'am, have you ever had a credit card that you got out of control on and the you couldn't afford the interest each month? That was suddenly the minimum payment? Well, yeah, it, that really stung, but I've, I've been there. That's terrible. I couldn't. My minimum payment wasn't even the interest. Okay, when that happens to the United States of America and things fall over and we can't pay it, milk goes to $7 a gallon because of inflation. You have to break it down very basic for the average, you know, American because there's a lot of things in there. And I don't, I'm not trying to insult the man on the street. No, but if you're talking to the man on the street, your country as a credit card, they can't even pay the interest on. And when it tips over, inflation goes up. People about to feel it. Milk. That's right. That's you're going to feel it. it, They're going to feel it in their gas tank. They're going to feel milk at seven bucks a gallon. And by the way, America, you may already be feeling it certain places right now that you're like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't understand inflation, don't understand this work, but I do know this, these four things this year in my life are costing me more. They understand that. By the way, they're cornering the business. So here's what happens with the business owner. A business owner sits, sits and thinks about what? So imagine a small business owner that's doing gross half a million a year. They're grossing half a million and they're netting 20%, which is what? They're taking home 100 grand a year, right? Let's just say small business owner does a million a year, two million a year. Two million a year, you're netting what? 20%, $400,000. If you're a restaurant, you're netting 10%, which is $200,000 you're taking home mm-hmm. at two million. You're not making a lot of money. Now, here's the thing. How quickly can that two million a year business owner that's making 10%, $200,000 take home, how quickly is he going to be affected if that 10% becomes 5%? So that 10% on, on $2 million yeah. is what? $100,000 now. Right. You can't pay. Now, taxes are going to go up. Mm-hmm. So your 5%, $100,000, now you're going to keep less. Your kids are going to school. You're having to take care of your family. You're having to pay your bills. Now you have to sit there and say, we got to let, let go of a couple of our employees because I need cash, man. If I run out of cash, I'm going yep. out of business. If I go out of business, I got to let go of these 30 employees that yep. we have here, and I can't do that, so I got to get rid of three employees. Did I and mention then, that, in, uh, that unemployment claims have risen for three straight and, and, weeks so, as no, companies that's, that's choke exactly on inflation? Right. You have to think of it this way. I always tell people, if somebody sells you they make 10% or 20%, just flip it upside down. So if the economy moves 11%, that business owner that had – 10% at the end of the day, they're dead. Because 11% is more than the 10%. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you make 10% on your little business at the end of the year. The economy and inflation, everything, whack, 11% decrease across everything. You're dead. Because yeah, you just took the, the 10%. That that's right. You're dead. If you, and if you have loans on some of your equipment and stuff, you've got no buffer. You've got no People way out the back door. People are going to feel it. Kai, pull up this uh, Forbes article. So you know the whole $700,000 we're talking about. This is the Forbes article. Biden's vax mandate to be enforced by fining companies seventy dollars to $700,000. Go a little, uh, yeah, so let's see if this is true. Joe Biden didn't announce just a COVID vaccine mandate on companies employing 100 or more people. He plans to enforce it on Saturday. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, got it. On page 168 of the House, Democrats, 2465 bill, willfully, repeatedly, or even seriously violate a section of labor law that deals with hazards, deaths, or serious physical harm to employees. The increased fines on employees could run as high as $70,000 to $700,000 for willful or repeated violations, almost three-quarters of a million dollars for each fine. If enacted into a law, vax enforcements could bankrupt non-compliant companies even more quickly than $14,000 OSHA fine anticipated under 
Biden announced mandates. So this is OSHA. We is, just read it. We just is, read it. This it is was legislation 10X, right, that will not. No, this is exactly what yeah. we're looking at. Yeah. So and, and Forbes just va- uh, verified it. So Forbes, this is not a, uh, yep. a spoof website. But this, this is this, OSHA this is his cop because yeah. it can't be done with an executive order. So he's going to have OSHA do it for him. There's no look. You, look, <laughs> Mansion's not voting for this. I know he's not. Cinema's not voting for this. I, it's I, not. It's not going to be legislated you into know, law. You know what is starting to happen. You know what is starting to happen, which is so beautiful. I love seeing this. This is what's starting to happen. Uh, you know, so think about uh, uh, regular Democrats, okay? I'm not talking about progressive. I'm talking about a guy that's a JFK Democrat. I'm talking a person like even a Clinton Democrat, okay? And then you go to a Reagan Republican. So you got Reagan Republican, you got Clinton Democrat. I'm not talking MAGA. I'm not talking all the. I'm just talking purely Clinton, Reagan, Republican, Democrat. Do you know what neither one of them likes in a different way? So Democrats, Democrats don't like to be forced to get an abortion, right? They believe in what? They believe in pro-choice, okay? Set the faith aside. If I want to do it, I want to do it. So they're like, don't force me to do anything. I want to have the choice to do what I want to do in my body. Fine, no problem. Republicans don't want to be forced to do anything with their businesses. Leave me alone. Let me go make my money. Don't constantly get in my way. Just leave me alone. Both don't like force in different areas of their life. So the other day, the most random thing I've ever seen is seeing BLM and MAGA Trump supporters protesting in the streets, a few hundred people about don't force me to take the vax. It's mm. the weirdest things I've ever seen. Did you ever think BLM and MAGA was going to support the same exact thing? Here's what's starting to happen. This yeah. isn't about Repu- Republican or Democrat anymore. This is about people are sitting around saying, I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I don't know if I'm a Democrat or Republican at this point. I just don't think this stuff is making sense. What the hell are they doing? What the hell are these guys doing? And more people mm-hmm. are starting to sit there and say, look, you know, f- forget about I have to agree with everything that a Democrat says. Forget about I have to agree with everything that a Republican says. This shit just doesn't make any sense. What yep. the hell is going on? I want a job. I want to support my family. I'd like to get a promotion. I'd like to maybe have a shot at making more money. Maybe I'd like a benefit. Maybe I'd like equity one day. Maybe I want stock options one day. Allow me to one day buy a nice $700,000 house, maybe a million dollar house 20 years later. I just want to grow and I want to have a good life. I want to watch football. I want to have a beer. I want to kick it and talk to my friends and know we have differences. When you force people, you're indirectly getting people to get closer to each other and realize, listen, man, we, we kind of need each other right now. This stuff is getting weird. Mm-hmm. This, they can only do stuff like this for too long until, they, until people start to realize we have more in common than we thought we did. They did a great job dividing us. It's starting to unify us right now. Okay. That's when you start seeing the government getting scared. The government gets scared when people on opposing ideas yep. start agreeing against you. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble when that happens. You have a That's big a problem point. when that happens. Okay. What was the so, shirt that uh, Rihanna was wearing nice. the other day? Yeah, think while it's legal. Think for yourself while it's legal, Rihanna. So, okay, yeah. so when Joe, you steal liberties so, from everybody, you unify the mob. So to your point, Joe Manchin traveled to the state of Texas, my home state, and he was hosted uh, with a fundraiser with all GOP funding. Wow. To your point. Well, they how, want him to how keep weird is that? Going. How weird is that? To your point. I love that. Good for him, by the way. Somebody, people are Good saying we have to learn how to cross the aisle again. We cannot continue to legislate purely on party lines. It doesn't work this way. And that's not what our country is. But our forefathers are spinning in their graves that this is what's going on in Congress and that Congress is this just dysfunctional. When's the last time Joe mentioned did a long form podcast? Has Joe done a long form podcast to even for, to get the regular people to know who he is? 
Has he sat with somebody two, three hours and just talked to people I, I and explained to them not, from his point that, of view? Not that I'm aware of. But remember, I mean, his He state, goes on Morning Joe quite often. No, that's not That's not what I'm doing. That's you, not a two-hour podcast, no, I guess. No, no, no. Those are, those are, Watch those are, this. Like she's do on Barney and Friends all the time. Those she's are, on, she's on TV all the time. Danielle is always on TV, right? Five minutes here, seven minutes here, ten minutes here. Then Danielle comes here and sits down with us. The first time we sit down, it gets 18 million views all over the world. The short clips, all these other guys pick it up. Because now people found that. Hey, this is what Danielle's all about when you talk for two hours, right? Now, it's a completely different mindset, right? I think Mansion needs to go on a podcast for a couple hours and oh, sit down and talk. I think the American people need to know why a Democratic guy from where? West, Vir- West, Virginia. West, Virginia, West Virginia thinks the way he does. I think he's such a and, necessary and guy today. Well, he's, the, a he's, he's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. That's something that we've been talking about for years. And of course, I mean, of course, this years. was the energy industry. In, in, te- in this, this was GOP fundraiser, backed by the energy industry. But, but, but jobs were lost in his state. Well, he's a the, coal country guy. The Keystone Pipeline was unnecessarily canceled. Jobs were lost unnecessarily. If anybody wants to get Mansion on the podcast, if you know him, send a tweet, tag him, put hashtag PBD podcast. Uh, Joe, if this comes to you and if you're listening, we would love to host you here long form two, three hours for the American people to find out why you don't support the three and a half trillion dollar bill, not for a five minute speech or a 10 minute speech for two, three hours so we can learn more from you. Uh, Again, if anybody knows him, let us know. We'd love to have Joe here on the podcast. Saving America with Mitch and Mansion. Can you imagine that? I would can be you, great. Can, I'd listen can, every morning. Saving I, America. I actually want to hear Joe speak long. But form. we, but we need a Joe Manchin. We need somebody who's younger and inspiring, like JFK was way back when. We need, to, even though JFK's really shouldn't have been elected. That really was serious voter fraud, which they found out years later that Nixon should have been. Anyways, and, I, and by the way, it was West Virginia. By the way, I digress. Yes. Um, it wasn't Dewey, Illinois. He didn't eat Illinois. They had it. No, no, no. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. But, and his, but Kennedy's dad and the bootleggers. I think it's February 18th that Mitch McConnell turns 80. <laughs> I mean, it's good that Mitch McConnell is making a last stand. Maybe he wants to go out as Senate Majority Leader. Maybe he's saying, I want those midterms, and I want to I retire on my own terms. But he's turning 80 years old. We need young blood in Congress. And the age of the average senator has just been increasing for years, which doesn't represent the United States of America demographically. There's this huge disconnect between our representation. You need to dust some of these people. You mentioned Maxine Waters. I mean, Nancy Pelosi. These people have been in Congress Who just for longer than I've been alive. 92 years old? Chuck? Chuck Grassley? How old is Chuck? Chuck Grassley is probably the oldest senator from Iowa. Chuck Grassley, yeah. that guy, I mean, he's didn't actually he, pretty moderate, to be he honest with you. He was, he was, he's an old dude. He's got to be in his late 80s. He I'm just guessing. announced that he was, he was running for 88 years 88 old. 88 Running old. again. There it is, Pat. Next year at the election, he will What be, are we talking about here? Yeah, he turns 89 <laughs> right before the election Millennials need to step the hell up here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Kai, do okay. you have that? Yeah, I mean, okay, I was five years old when this guy Kai went to high school with this guy. I went to a spirit, yeah, in, in, by, in spirit. Yeah. Daniel, let me ask you. We're, 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 we're hammering home this $3.5 trillion thing. We're hammering it home. We're breaking it down. We want to know what's going on. Meanwhile, there's this separate $1 trillion infrastructure package that apparently has been agreed upon by bipartisan sides. Yeah, okay. Why well, isn't I, that at the forefront right we, now? We should Google that today because Pelosi keeps saying that she's mm-hmm. going to be able to bring this bill to the floor today. She keeps saying that she, that it's coming today. It's coming today. And the progressives, led, led by Bernie Sanders, are like, hell no, it's not. Yeah. I'm not. And that's the thing. They will not, the progressives in the Democratic Party will not vote for the 
550 some odd trillion true infrastructure. Well, you know, meanwhile, while the while the country crumbles and falls apart, mm -hmm. something like that would create real jobs. By the way, P.S. Nancy does not have the votes. She does not have the votes. And what the progressives have maintained this entire time is, yeah. I will not vote for the real infrastructure bill unless you parallel vote on the same day at the same time for the three and a half trillion dollars, like which almost. we won't tell you, which, which, yeah. which we can't even well, Pat score made a, and, and Pat say what made it's really, really going to cost. It's and, the and this Chuck is, Schumer trick. Hence the, the Chuck Schumer trick. Pat broke this down actually quite well. On the on the Democrat side, there's sort of like two civil wars going around there on the on the. Democratic side of things, you've got the Bernie wing, the AOCs, the Rashid Tlaib, you know, the super progressive Elizabeth Warren, people in those, there. All those guys, and then you yeah. have the more the JFK moderate yeah. Democrats, the Mansions, the Cinemas, the Sosnicks. You know, we're kind of hanging out there. And then on the on the you put uh, yourself <laughs> in a category. Of wow! Mansion. Did you did yeah. you notice he and just then, wrapped wow. himself? There in it JFK? is. Very and impressive. Then, and then are you on looking the for a Clinton, job? Clinton the, side of things. Are you looking for a job in the Mansion administration I, in the hey, future? I'd, I've been talking about Joe Mansion for like four years. He now. actually has. I, I think that yeah. guy's great. Uh, Democrat and yeah. getting elected in West Virginia. Red ass. We totally. But on the right hand side, this is actually. What I want to get your opinion on is because I feel like you're more of a Reagan, Republican, conservative, fiscal conservative. I'm totally fiscal okay. conservative. And then you've got the whole MAGA situation, which it seems like MAGA has taken over the Republican Party. I don't even know what a conservative George mm. Will even uh, means what? anymore. You know what? Yes and no. Yes and no. How many of the 50 Republican senators signed a petition to mm. not raise the debt ceiling? Of the 50, just take a guess. How many of the 50 signed a petition? vowing to not increase the debt limit until entitlement spending was addressed. Uh, 48. 46. Okay, yeah, because they're old-ass, fucking dusty, 88-year-old Republican, but that's not who their no, no, constituents are. No, 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 not, no. You're missing my point. There is unity mm -hmm. right now in the Republican Party because I think that there is sanity returning to Patrick's point. I think that Americans have hit their pain threshold and want for politicians, period, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, to legislate for the people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, is part of that because the cult of personality around Trump is no longer there influencing mm -hmm. them? OK, so I got two things I want to show you. One of them I'll show afterwards because Nancy Pelosi has become a psychic. And it's legit psychic. Psychic? Psychic. Or a sidekick? Side no, no, not a sidekick. A no. sidekick. That was very good. Nancy has become a psychic. She can predict mm -hmm. what stock is going to go up. Like the she, Simpsons? I'm going to read that to you here in a minute. But before doing that, I want to oh, read to you. Oh, boy. I, I, we'll do go I, to like, that here do in a I second. like the scandal at the Fed? Because it is <laughs> wait, casting. It is whoa. like, wait a minute. This is what, what get Danielle fired up. What about before doing that how since Congress is conducting insider trading? Hit that button. Since we're on this story with... Uh -oh. Trump and uh, 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 Trump and DeSantis, you're talking about. Did you guys hear what came out with DeSantis yesterday? No. Did you see the article with Bloomberg? I just sent it to you. Pull it up. I emailed it to you. So this article came out yesterday from Bloomberg, talking about who is supporting DeSantis for 2022, potentially 2024. Him against Trump, 2024. Obviously, he talked yesterday that he's running again for you know 2022 governor. For governor, of Florida. But, okay, but watch yeah. this. So Wall Street publicly. <laughs> They're finally making it obvious who they're supporting for 2024 if a Republican ran. Pull up the article, Kai. I just sent you Wall a Bloomberg Street. article. Um, it, 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 take a look at this. So this is Wall Street helps Ron DeSantis amass a hefty war chest for 2022. Wall mm -hmm. Street, okay? Florida's governor has raked in millions from donors like Ken Griffin and Thomas Pe uh, Peter, uh, Peter Fye, who calls DeSantis 
his favorite man. That's okay, pretty 43 clear. years old. When it comes to likely Republican president candidate 2024, Wall Street, DeSantis, not former Donald Trump, who's been teasing another run at the White House. A fifth of the $55 million that DeSantis has raised this year came from hedge fund billionaires, private equity bankers, investment managers, or other finance industry donors. Trump, who got less than 2% of his 2020 re-election fund from Wall Street, has raised a bulk of $100 million war chest from small donors. Now, go a little lower. Check this out. This is the breakdown. Uh, black, DeSantis, blue, uh, Trump uh, uh, donors. 18.6% <laughs> from securities and investment industry versus mm-hmm. 1.9. 10 wow. to 1. Now, by the way, that's that's... That's not shocking. small. Okay? That is shocking. No. Did you see this or no? This no I have not seen this. Okay. This is actually so, impressive. So Republican, one, right? Republican conservatives, 12.6 versus 3.6. Real one. estate, real estate, his industry, three, three times, 9.3 to 3.2. But retired Republican 24.2, DeSantis, uh, uh, Trump 24.2. The census A2, lawyers and law firms, hmm. nearly four times, 2.5%. Okay, I'm sorry, but here's a tur- okay. here's So a tur- this, this ought to tell you a lot, well, by the way. Says, what does this tell you exactly? Tells you a lot. Tells you that even yes. Republic, even Wall Street is okay with DeSantis being a president, but they would much rather have him over Trump. And, right. and, and how many of his ideas are ideas are totally different from Trump's? Not much. But do you remember when and I asked you a question? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I have a trick question. I have one more trick let's question for it. Adam. Oh. Let's hear it. Okay. Oh. Who? Sure, I won't get it right. Oh, my gosh. Who? Don't do it. Your challenge is too early in the morning. Don't hurt my ego here. Who donated to both of Kamala Harris's campaigns? Who donated to both of Hillary Clinton's campaigns? Yeah, and who signed paying people to not work into law? Donald J. Trump. Thank you. So have, I you know, right? have you noticed that Republican conservatives yeah. and people in securities, they, he's the one who signed the damn bill. Yeah. He's the one who how got, much him, did, got how Americans much did the, the federal hooked on debt not working go up because under he's Trump. a New York Democrat, which they yes. get. The guys in New York who are in Palm Beach now, whatever, mm-hmm. they understand, they, they know who he is and remains, which is a New York Democrat. You're talking about and Trump. And they're not plugged into Newsmax 24-7 like the retirees. They think for themselves. I think there's a typo here. I honestly think it's a typo. Data, Florida Division of Election and Center for Responsive Politics. I think that's supposed to be responsible. Oh, I don't know. BizDoc, so, pointing out the small I, print. I Way to go, BizDoc. But, but, but going back We're to no this. Responsible. Going like back to this. Yeah, yeah. Going back to yeah. this. Here's, here's where I go with this. This My, is interesting. This is why I asked Rogan. I said, Rogan, go to 2024. Mm-hmm. Go to 2022 when Republicans start running for presidency. Okay. Who's going to be on that stage? I said, is uh, Trump going to be on that stage? He said, yes. Yeah. Is DeSantis going to be on that stage? Yeah. Yes. I said, is uh, Pence going to be on that stage? He says, I don't he think said, so. He said he didn't think so, right? No. Pence. Then we talked about what? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Guys, right? Okay. Tucker. And I said, he Tucker, Tucker. He didn't think Tucker. Right? But Tucker was fifth, 1%. I don't see had, Tucker. Okay, either. I don't see because he's got a good life. Why would you do it? So you go through a lot of these guys that you look at. Okay. My, a lot of people are saying a Trump-DeSantis ticket. Trump-DeSantis ticket. Right? Trump-DeSantis ticket. I don't think DeSantis does it. I, I, it's not that the, the Republicans may not like that or, you know, th- that may not work. Yeah, that's I sitting on DeSantis's mirror right now. I, he, he printed out the chart and it's sitting on his yeah. mirror right now. When he's shaving, he's so looking at it. here's what my concern is. Here's what my concern is. Here's what my concern is. You ready? Here's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is that 2022, 2023, remember when I said this, this is a big concern of mine. My concern is when these guys are on stage, and Trump starts, let's just say DeSantis takes the lead, and those polls come out, and Trump goes to try to destroy DeSantis, the party starts going at it against each other, 
there could be a lot of conflict there if that takes place. I don't see Trump saying, yes, DeSantis is the face. You go ahead and do it. I can't see that happen. <laughs> okay, okay. Not even close. But in order for your scenario to yeah. play out, don't you think that the Democrats would have to retain the Senate and, and Congress in 2022? I mean, if there's a bloodbath in 2022 in the midterm elections. Yeah. And... Which is normal. And the conserv, which is very mm. normal. And because the, they're pissed off about the three Not and a half it's trillion normal. dollar. It's, it's poised to be that. But it's poised to be If you look in history, biblical. it's practically yeah. a it's tradition. To of be, course. I mean, Pelosi's got, what, three, three, three seats in Congress? Swing mm-hmm. factor for her votes? Yeah. And you just need one in the Senate? One? I don't know if people are tired of listening to Pelosi. I think people want a little bit more of Pelosi. It's very pleasant when God, they listen to her. Help us all. Yeah. All I'm saying Thank you, is, Patrick. Thank all you I'm so saying much. is, your scenario does not necessarily have to play out if 2022 is a bloodbath and Republicans start to push back and legislate for the people and work with Joe Manchin and cross the aisle and be more like Clinton and be and then, more so like where are you going with Reagan. This? Where are you I'm going saying with? that there is a shot. There's a shot in hell that if the midterms are bloody enough, yeah. that the Republicans take Congress back, that there are enough moderates emerging in the Democratic Party that we might actually be able to legislate in America again, which we haven't done for a mm-hmm. long time. You bring up a really good point. And if you if you know your history and if you don't, I'll share some. But, when but you, what happens with 2024, though? What does that have to do with 2024 with DeSantis and Trump? It has to do with uniting the country. And, and people saying, I don't want somebody who wants to divide us. Now that I've started to see what united so can look like, are you- our, our Congress is actually working for we the people. Finally, finally, for the first time in a millennial's lifetime, there might be a functional Congress. So are you saying we won't want, like the American people are not going to want a Trump as a candidate? Is that what you're saying? The American people, if, if they start to really, because Joe Biden said he was going to unite the country. He's torn it further apart than it was before. Americans, if there is a means by which to truly unite this country, if there is, then, then Americans will not vote for somebody who they know is going to divide it. That's all I'm saying. Hell, and you're Joe, saying that that's what Trump would do. Is that what you're saying? That's, that, that, is, that is and has been his strategy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, d- d- does a tiger's stripe change? Not when he's 78 years old. Oh, yeah. And by the way, look, again, I, th- I think we need a young, inspiring, dynamic, energetic, out-of-the-box out thinker in the White House. Not somebody that you're worried is going to keel over or can't even do you know, a, 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 an interview with George Stephanopoulos or, or corrects a CNN reporter. That's not the question you were supposed to be asking me. You were supposed to ask me this question, and therefore this is my answer. I'm well, like, well, let me ask I'm like, did the United States president really just correct a CNN reporter because his press conferences are staged yeah. events? Let me ask you this. When Remember when Hillary was going against uh, uh, Sanders? Remember Hillary Sanders? I'm talking 2015, right? Yeah. Hillary Sanders are going back and forth. Do you really think at the end, Sanders, when he asked his people to support Hillary, do you think they did? Like, do you think they actually went and supported Hillary? Um, Do you think they did? No, 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 no. Statistically, they just got quiet. That's what I'm saying. They just got quiet. So, so guys, here's where I'm going. So go to a situation. Do do you think Republicans in Georgia voted for Republican senators? Or do you think that they listened to Trump who said, if you don't give me those 11,983 votes, I'm going to tell my people to vote negative. On tape, that's a quote. (laughs) Yeah. So, so again, this is where I'm going with this, though. My question is, so go there, and DeSantis is the lead, okay? 
You, do you see Trump going out there and asking MAGA to support DeSantis? I don't know if I see that, but I do know that he understands numbers. Oh, no, I get he understands. Oh, of course he under. He wouldn't be a billionaire if he didn't understand numbers. Here's well, I, I think it's questionable that he's a billionaire, but that's a different discussion for a different day. L- listen, let's just say he is or he's not. You fly a 757 or 767 for yes. 30 years. He, he the lives, gas is 12 grand yeah. a freaking hour. I mean, that argument yes. has been done with. So he, he, yes. he's rich. Let's, we're not going to argue he's the wealthy. rich part. Yeah. So, but, but going, back to, going back to that, do you foresee him getting up there and saying, hey, you know, Look, uh, I conceded. I talked to DeSantis. He's the right candidate. And I'm asking MAGA, we got to help this man get elected uh, because close. it's he's, about uh, taking it's, Biden it's out. Do you think Trump does that? If he's no. sincere. Remember, he was caught on tape saying, if you give me, if you break the law and yeah. fraudulently give me votes in Georgia, I will make sure that my people elect those two senators. And Mitch McConnell will not lose the majority position. So are you saying he won't do that? I'm saying if he's sincere about it, his but people I, will I, follow that's him. Not would, that's no, not the no, question. Why would Donald do Trump if he's sin- give two shits about Ron DeSantis? Think about it. Ron DeSantis so is I'm become, asking you guys. Yeah. I'm not, I don't why have would the answer. I'm asking you. Why would he give two shits yeah. about Ron DeSantis? Other than the fact that Ron DeSantis has become a superstar since Florida has become the new haven of America other than Texas. You can Ron DeSantis you can was a nobody under Trump, so, okay? So he, he didn't, like, but he's Patrick, a mini Trump, and he, sh- he shot up but that's my He point. shot up to stardom. Okay. Trump could give two shits about DeSantis Let unless give a different it was his VP. Let me give a different analogy. Let me give a different analogy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, Magic Johnson is the face of the league. Show, Michael Jordan shows up. Mm-hmm. Magic's got five championships. Michael's got zero. 1992 Dream Team. Michael's got one. Magic's got five. Magic, Larry tells Mike Magic after he kicks their ass, he says what? It's no longer our league. It's mm-hmm. his league, okay? So I felt like I saw Jesus playing basketball. And yep. Magic concedes and says it's Michael's league, right? Michael plays. He's crushing everybody. Kobe shows up. Michael says, I respect this guy. Kobe wins three championships, right? Michael says it's not Kobe's league, right? Kobe, then LeBron, Okay. Meaning, it's not easy to give it to the next guy. Michael's yeah. had a hard time giving it to LeBron. He gives him credit, but he doesn't say yeah. this guy. Do you think Trump's a guy that's going to do that? So here's the other part I go. Here's yeah. the other part I go with this. Okay, you're not thinking he does that. I, I, don't, think, Look, I don't think he what, does. Okay, so you, then let me ask the follow-up what, question but, to wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. But yeah. what you're describing in one word yeah. I, would, I would is, hope he does, but is, I don't think he does. What you're asking us in one word yeah. is, does Trump have it in him to be humble? Or have Can, humility. Have humility. Not have you're, you're, you're describing humility. That's what you're describing. Because you're talking about these great legends of basketball yeah. who said, with all humility, I hand over. I don't the, think anybody I hand over would the say king. Michael yeah, well, the, has the, humility. The difference is physical limitations start yeah. to wane when you're in your mid-30s, right? Yeah. So, you know, Jordan had just beaten, Ma- just beaten Magic. Yeah. Jordan had just retired. Now he's back with the Wizards. Physically, yeah. they couldn't keep up. Yeah. Trump could keep going. Like, he can there, keep up. He yeah. could keep up physically. Yeah. He can get up there and talk for hours. So let's let me ask the other question. Let me ask the other question yeah. for you. So here's the other question for you. You know how sometimes you can, uh, uh, you know, you think you need like for example, somebody said, "Well, Patrick, why'd you say that to Arnold? You, you know, that's the interview you want to do. It's not. If Arnold wants to come on, great. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Freedom is way important to me than me interviewing Arnold. It's not like, oh my gosh, he's never gonna interview. I'm totally okay with that. I support freedom. You said screw your freedom. I support freedom. That's where I'm at, right? Okay. Do you think DeSantis needs MAGA to win? Yes. Okay. So now that's a second problem. Yes. So no, so I don't disagree with you, okay? So I think he does, but here's the other part. Take MAGA. 
Okay, in MAGA's mind, who do you think is going to win in 2024? I think MAGA has, I'm not even being facetious, yeah. has pledged their loyalty to Donald J. Trump. Fair. That's fine. I don't, dis, uh, I don't dispute yeah. that. They think 2020 he won, right? And now They tw- still think he won, exactly. So, so um, th- this is not like we're not convincing each other. So yeah. 2020, the, the, they're certain Trump's going to run and Trump's going to win. Is what yes, they think. I would assume and MAGA, that's MAGA would thinks. prefer to have Trump over DeSantis. It's not even close. But here's my question. And yeah. this is the part where I, where I, I see slightly different than, than you do. And this is, this is where I see slightly than, different than you do. I think, is there a dramatic difference between Sanders and Hillary? Yeah. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Pretty dramatic. Is yes. there a dramatic difference between Sanders and, uh, 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 and uh, Biden? Well, Sanders and anyone is dramatic, yeah. No, no, very, but the, 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 very, 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 very yeah. dramatic, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there a dramatic difference between, uh, you know, a McCain and a uh, who did McCain who did McCain take out? McCain took out who at the Was it uh, Romney? Jeb Bush at the time. Jeb Bush. Okay. Is there a dramatic difference between McCain and Jeb Bush? No. No. Okay. Actually. Is there a dramatic difference between uh, Romney and Jeb Bush? No. Very, very subtle, no. but yeah. basically no. Is Those there is there Reagan a dramatic difference in policies between DeSantis and Trump? Not dramatic. That's Not why dramatic. I think MAGA will support. I, I think MAGA will support. I think MAGA will support. If because, he be, if what? No, I think MAGA's if DeSantis becomes the nominee, I think MAGA's going to support. If Trump is in the picture, DeSantis is not going to be the nominee. If Republicans, if the seventy-eight million. People well, who voted Republican there are a lot of billionaires had their choice. Who humbly disagree with you. How many? The billionaires no, do. The bro, Wall let me, Street. Let me does. ask you a question. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> do you, you think? You? Do you think private equity and hedge fund hedge fund people give you money before having a meeting with you? More often times, no. No, no. hell no. What do you mean do more you, often? Do you not think the meeting's already been had with DeSantis that nobody knows because you know what question they're asking? Do, do you not think yes. those guys with the money, you you think they sit there and, you know, we got something on Value Team and Investment Group, somebody last night, Tom and I are at the house at like midnight. <laughs> One guy sends the money, they want uh, money from us. He says, hey, my idea is I'm running a mortgage company. I want $200,000 to help me in my business. Here's my routing number, account number. Please send me the $200,000. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course. Send them the money sure. right now. Okay. It's but, but do you 40, think it was yeah. the Twitter business plan? 140 yeah. characters. Do you think money people just sit there and say, "Yeah, but they, they, so- they didn't say they didn't differentiate whether he's running for governor or for president, though." No, no, no. He's definitely running for no, governor. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it's Trump against DeSantis money. Okay. It's Trump against that. That was a compare blue and black money. Black DeSantis, blue. Uh, uh, they're not saying this without having had the conversation. So the conversation you have with DeSantis, knowing how DeSantis is, do you think he said he's running 2024? Do you think I don't behind think closed, he guaranteed anything? I think I agree with you, but yeah. do you think DeSantis knows how to speak sign language? Like, you know what I'm oink, saying? Oink, you know, do you think DeSantis thing? knows how to say, <laughs> the, like the 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 this? You know, what do you say when you say, "Hey, uh, the season's over, Peyton. Are you going to be retiring?" What's this famous speech? Well, you know, I'm going to go spend some time with the family and figure out what we're going to do, and then probably within yeah. the next few weeks after the dust is settled, we're probably going to make a decision and see what yeah. we're going to do with retirement, right? That whole bullshit speech that everybody has memorized, you and I can do it. We don't even play in the NFL, right? Yeah. So they asked DeSantis, DeSantis, are you running for office? He's going to say, uh, well, uh, uh, I'm very happy right now being the governor of Florida. We're doing a great job. We still have a lot of work to do. I'm here to we serve the people that I voted. That's right. I'm very happy with what we're doing. We still got some They're progress that we're making. Yeah, he, and he knows. Yeah. But he says, but if America needs me, I would certainly consider oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's So to me, money guys are sitting there saying, yep. And I think MAGA would love because, the, the, listen, 
40 years from now, you're going to be 80. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'll be running against Chuck Grassley. He'll still be freaking running. I'm sorry, but can, what? We, can, we, have a, can we have a moment of silence so that Adam Jesus. can acclimate that thought? What the hell's going on around it's here? It's like the Kevin Hart when he sat oh, against God. that, what's the, the actor? He says, I'm 56 year old. Damn. You know, Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle. Hillary is right. Damn. He says, damn. But 40 years from now, you're 80. Okay. Jesus. Well, here's what's going to happen. He's still in shock. Do you, do you, not, do you not think we're going to sit there mm-hmm. and your kids, 20-year-olds are going to ask questions. They're going to say, man, how was this Trump guy? And you're going to have 100 stories per one story for Biden. Because what we're experiencing right now Mm -hmm. is going to be written about 1,000 years from now. Appreciate the fact that we had a president, Donald J. Trump, because there's never been a person more entertaining than this. I don't know why you need to say appreciate. You you have to, though. That's like saying, I really like Krusty the Clown from uh, The Simpsons. He's got crazy stories. Big big difference. But it doesn't, like, I I want him to be my president. There's a big difference between Krusty the Clown and a guy that made it in business. He won in TV, women, party, you know, a shadow of his father. If he he wants won to be a reality star, his I'm with kids you. are fun. winning. Yeah. His kids are doing good I'm in their you. lives. He is one at the highest level, no matter how much shit everybody talks. I'm not here supporting the guy. Yeah. I'm supporting the man that has won, even though he had so much criticism against him for 40, 50 years. And back in the 80s, he told Oprah, if American is, I would run and I would win because I'm a winner. And he won. He, he read that and script. Obama said, you're never going to be a president. Mm-hmm. And he proved him wrong. At a dinner, $100,000 dinner table there, and Obama talked shit about him. But he's not years. a glue guy, Pat. Well, it's not, I didn't say he's a glue guy. What I'm telling mm-hmm. you is you're going to appreciate the fact that you watched the last four or five years. This you will talk about. Whether you like him or not, it's going to happen, right? It's like talking about Churchill when he was hated, but fast forward how many years later, everybody's writing about the guy and how many books have been written about this guy. This is where I'm going with this. Do you think he can be the nominee? Who? Trump. If DeSantis and him run, can Trump be the nominee? Can Republicans, get, doubt. Can Republicans get behind Trump? What? Of course. Do you, can, do you think Republicans can get, get behind Trump? No, I think the moderate middle, I think that moderate 10% yep. has been lost. Where, where are you at? Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Kai, what are you thinking from your standpoint? As a 22-year-old going on 75, what, what do you think about this? 88. I'm sorry. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. Uh, no, I think that with even for DeSantis, even without Trump's official like um, endorsement, yeah. I think that he could pull away a large chunk of the MAGA crowd just because of his policies and his personality is less yeah. kind of on the extreme yeah. on that end. So I think there's a large part of people, even possibly like people like Adam, where they're disgust for him. They won't vote just because of that. But based off of policies, they're more willing to like lean that way. So I think he could even draw more votes from the left as well in terms of his reasonable approach. He's already said like if DeSantis runs, he would vote for him. Yeah. So I, think, I would yeah. vote for DeSantis so think, over Biden. I would. I would vote. I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump again. We've already seen what he's done for the four years. He doesn't bring the country well, I mean, together. Biden's crushing then, it. So if, I'm if not even saying Biden is together, that good. Biden's like the goat. I'm know? not even saying uh, it's 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 not a binary I mean, option. It is, an, the, it is a binary option at that point. No, though, it's not a binary. You could do a Joe Rogan and vote for Joe Jorgensen and waste yeah, your but vote. You're not, you're, there's but no the impact with is, that. Like I told is, you, your vote did Dan- in. Uh, Danielle hit the nail on the head. We need somebody young 
vibrant who can get this freaking country together. That's not the that's not the talk. But that is that's, no, that it's is not. The talk. No, but that's it's, the talk. No, it it's not. That's, it is the point. You those, said those are it was three the different topics. You said that black asked, lives. No, no, you said that this, MAGA and black black lives matters are coming together to protest. Let me paint a picture this, for you, Pat. I asked a question yes. for you, sweetheart. I said if Ooh, if if I said if can Trump win as a nominee? You said of course. Can he win the Republican? Yes. Can, okay. yes, yes. Then I said, if your choice is Republican Biden, you said what? You're still going to go Biden? If what? If it's Trump and Biden, you're going to go Biden? I don't want Trump again. Okay. I just don't want him. Oh, sorry, so, so, Let's move on. Let's no, get at the Santos in no, there. But, Let's get a not, Marco Rubio You're in not there. hearing the question here. Let me yes. ask the question one more time. I have the same answer. I don't want Trump around. So who would you vote for? Biden again? Joe Jorgensen. So you wouldn't vote for... I don't want Trump. And either does 60% so, that, of the country. Your answer is a good answer. Yes. So you're saying you're not going to do Biden or Trump. You're going to go somebody else. Yes. Okay, fine. That's fine. That's not a problem. So for you, what you're saying is my vote's not going to count. I don't give a shit if my vote counts. I'll be relevant. Yeah. And I'm just going to go without and, Biden or without dude, Trump. Dude, you talked about this with Rogan. We're like, I know you were kind of being facetious. You're like, yo, and Rogan, one of the greatest uh, presidents ever. He got 80 million votes more. And he even said, look, they were not voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump. And that's a problem for Trump. And it's someone like a DeSantis. I am. I am someone I am, like a DeSantis I'm would logical, get people to vote I'm logical for him. enough to know. Yeah. I'm logical enough to know where you can set aside the emotions and know. If there is no co anybody that was president, mm -hmm. take any president in the last forty-five of them. Clinton. Give them COVID. Do they get reelected? Give them COVID. Any president we've ever had, give them COVID, do they get reelected? Likely not. Okay then. This is not a Trump thing. Now let me ask you this. Take COVID out. Does Trump get reelected? Likely yes. Likely yes. So this isn't about the fact that People didn't want Trump. Yeah, but no, that's you like keep... saying pretend COVID no, didn't no, exist, no, you're but not... it's here. No, but this is not the point, though. We're talking logic here. People voted against him because they wanted to see somebody else handle COVID differently, not because they didn't want Trump. Mm -hmm. There's, these are two different arguments here. I, so these are two different I, arguments. They also think gonna, he handled COVID poorly. I'm that's gonna, okay. I'm that what to, I'm trying to tell I'm you is— I'm going to push back because yeah. he was not fiscally conservative. He wasn't. Yeah, but American wanted, people, American people didn't want a Ted Cruz. You're right. I, I, I get it, but what I'm saying is, it wasn't. What, what I'm saying is, for a lot of very conservative people, COVID did not play into their decision as to whether they did or did not want to reelect Trump. That's all I'm saying. There were other factors at play. But that's not. Yeah, you're talking the. Exception, I mean, this is the though. guy I'm who not, created Operation Warp you're, Speed you're, you're that talking, set the standard for the entire world. That's an except. Yeah, but he also had the audacity to go <clears> against <throat> the number one enemy, while all the presidents last twenty years have been shitting bricks going up against China, and they allowed him to get stronger. So this is not a Republican Democratic thing. I'm sorry, we're sitting here right now, and China's, you know, pushing everybody around. You know, they're charging sixteen thousand dollars per container. That was two thousand dollars a year ago. That's coming here from Shanghai and FedEx. 40. 40. It was 2,000 last 000. year. 40,000. It was two last year. Now it's 40. So FedEx, you know, Nike, all of these guys are coming out saying we have to raise prices. Yeah, you think that's going to happen under Trump when he faced off against him? You think Trump would say, charge 40,000 again, see what I do to you? What is Biden doing? Biden saying, ah, keep it at 40, keep it at 16. I'm yep. sorry. So if our number one enemy is China and the president is not willing to go up against him, no, no, no. So I'm, I'm not sitting here. This oh, is I'm, not a throwing I, a Trump I, I under the bus not, situation here. I'm this not is, well, disagreeing with you on China. To Trump's at all. credit, yeah. this is you're, you're going to be shocked. To Trump's credit, Biden has upheld everything Trump has been doing with China.
He's basically saying you were handling it right. Every okay. Are you serious about that comment you just made? Yeah. Really? You're serious about the comment you just made? What, what's, what's going on with the border right now? What's going on with the border I right now? I said China. No, no, China. China's one. Uh, uh, no, no. I said stop. China. No, stop, stop, stop. Oh, let, let me ask you this question here. Two thousand a year and a half ago, container sixteen thousand. She says forty. I'm going to stick to sixteen thousand. That's, that's eight times. One hang thing. on. No, hang on a second, bro. What do you mean that's one thing? Sixteen thousand. Hmm. Go to a Rolex shop. They have one Rolex for sale. How come we don't have Rolexes? They're making them. Go to, go, go to cars right now, how much prices are up right now. Go what's going on with cars today. Try finding chip shortages. What the hell is going on with chip shortages? What is going on with chip shortages? Why? Because and we're relying. You think that just happened under Biden over the last six months? We're relying on a country called China. He would put his foot down. Biden's not putting his foot down with China. What so, has Biden done differently on China? What has he done differently? I'm I just you. told you two to 16,000. Yeah, but the chip shortage, Pat, has been going on for two years now. Trump would have done something about that. He had the opportunity to. Oh, and he I did. interviewed and Danielle, and, and she he, said something to the fact that Trump was focusing on soybeans rather than semiconductors. Did you not? I, I, I said exactly that. And okay. right now, but, but to Patrick's point, Biden's not incrementally doing this while China is conducting economic warfare against the United States. So, so exactly open right. economic so warfare. For me, exactly right. for me, for me, here's where I'm going with this. To, to say American people didn't want Trump because they didn't want Trump is a bunch of crock of shit, okay? 52% wanted this guy, okay? So, okay. so no, no, he, got, he won, and he bit Hillary, and Hillary was like the president. You're when, saying in 16. Bro, what are you talking about? People wanted this guy. And everything, in 16. Everything he said he did. Everything he did, he, he said he did. Everything. Taxes went lower. Economy went higher. Unemployment, blacks, Hispanics, Latino women. Everything went. Every crime our, went. Our debt went ISIS, up seven trillion. ISIS went lower. Not seven trillion. It went up because of his last twelve months. You keep saying something like that. No, but how much did it go up under Trump? It 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 was the last twelve months under COVID when he did stimulus. Yes, it did go up, but because they had no choice at but that time. That was time. only a couple trillion at that point. No. Uh, Give me some numbers, Daniel. No, I still and and again, this is where I push back. You only get to train Americans to not want to work one time. And that $600 extra I, a week, I understand that we were in the middle of a crisis, but it didn't have to be $600. Well, first of all, Danielle, first of all, are you kidding me with these comments you guys are making? You guys are smarter than me here, both of you guys. No. Are you kidding me with these comments you guys are making? Well, no, no, no. Let, no, let, no, me, let me push back a little bit, right? Let me push back a little bit. What are we talking about? We're talking about somebody signing socialism into guys, law in the United States. what was his choice, though? Tell me what he does. He could have said Tell 600 what is excessive. What, what, if you does, pay- what does he do when California tells people you can't go to work? What are we talking What do I do if I'm sitting in California Newsom is a the all these guys are saying you can't do shit. What does he do? I get New, it. New I York get it. says Cuomo says too much. Cuomo says I need more hospital beds. The guy brings a freaking ship. Everything we went through, he was doing. This is a black swan. So you're gonna put a black swan on a guy that we've never experienced I'm a black swan. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm saying prior to I'm that, saying nobody we paid was, workers too much to not work. There I'm is saying, zero disagreement there with me. A Republican, a true Republican, would have yeah. pushed back and said, I don't disagree. "That's excessive. That is a Bernie Sanders level of stimulus cannot, that we're injecting into the economy. Do, it's excessive." You cannot do that. Yes, you can. No, you cannot do that. Let me explain to you why because you cannot now, do that. Now people don't want to go back to work. All they needed was that time off. Let me to say, let me ask you a question, say, you know Daniel. Like Daniel, Daniel, Daniel what, what comes first? What comes first? The entrepreneur or the employee? What comes first? The entrepreneur, the entrepreneur of okay, course. Okay, then. So let me ask you this. What came first? The stimulus or the protesting or COVID or the division? What came first? 
What came first? COVID came first. Okay, then. What do you want me to do? And, Division, what, then and, COVID. And, and, the, what do you Division, want the guy COVID. to do? And, now, then, and, the, and then to top to, everything off, since you're speaking, since you're bringing up the, the subject of entrepreneurs, the CARES Act slaughtered small businesses in America. Slaughtered them. When? The CARES Act. When? All, the, May the, of twenty. The forty percent of, 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 of small businesses okay. that are no longer by, with us by the because way, it was really give, bad give, legislation give, okay. that was signed into law. Do the alternative. He does the. What's the alternative? The alternative would have been something sm on a smaller scale. Okay. Oh, he, who's going to vote for that? Say he does the alternative. Then he's what got, happens? He's he's the executive. He's got veto power. Then what happens? Then he says he he says to the Democrats and the Republicans, go legislate that's something not that's how not this works, going though. to train that's people to not That's not how this work. works. For freaking three years, they said it was Russia. For three years, they said it was Russia and it I'm wasn't Russia. I'm not talking about but that. What, no, what, no, no, but I'm I, talking let me tell about you where I'm going with this. Here's where I'm going with this. If he did that, no matter what this guy does, do you know how... Much it must suck to know that if you decide A or B, no matter what you decide, they're going to shit on you. And they did. Again, we're, no sitting, matter what we're, this guy we're, decides. we're sitting here saying so, that $3.5 trillion is I'm, excessive today. I'm not saying today. to do that. I'm on camera on podcast saying I don't support free money. When Andrew Yang was running, talking UBI, I, I, I went on the hill. They went after me for me not supporting Andrew Yang's UBI. I don't support any of that. I'm not sitting here supporting any of that. I don't either, I'm but I'm you, not the one who signed it into law. I'm not the one who signed paying Americans an additional $2,500 a month Danielle, is excessive. Give me 45 president, 44 presidents before him. If they were in the same situation as COVID, does get, do they get reelected? Paying people... Uh, Yes, they could have. Again, but you're the, you're asking the question about because fiscally the, conservative because, Republicans. Because the issue he was not one of the, them. The, it, the, Very none, popular. None but of not them. one of them. There's only one area where I'm going to go. Where I'm going to be on your side. Here's the only one area where I'm going to go. Here's where the only side I'm going to go. Uh, uh, where I'm going to be on that side. He created unnecessary enemies. He created unnecessary enemies. I don't know a president in my lifetime that created unnecessary enemies. Sun Tzu says, when the enemy is asleep, don't wake his ass up. What the hell are you doing waking people up? What is the matter with you? And he did that for four years. Why are you waking unnecessary enemies up? He did that. That's why he didn't get reelected. He didn't get reelected because his policies weren't effective. He got reelected because he's saying, you're a moron. You're an idiot. You're a this. You don't convert people calling them morons for four years. Now, to his defense, to his defense, what channel supported him? What newspaper supported him? What magazine supported him? Who supported him? What mainstream? Who supported this guy? Nothing. Fox it was News. it was game, 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 game. And the moment they realized the Russia thing was a dossier from uh, Hillary, everybody went silent. Oh no, no, don't even talk about it. It's like right now when Obama comes out and Obama says, uh, uh, just two days ago, Obama two days ago comes out and says what? Obama about says uh, what page, page is nine. that on? By the way, page, page nine? nine. Obama comes out and he says. Um, where is it on page 9? Sorry, I don't page see 10, it. go. Okay, Obama two days ago comes out and says the following, okay? Uh, uh, he says, open borders unsustainable for the United States, okay? We have borders, Obama said. The idea that we can just have open borders is something that as a practical manner is unsustainable. As big-hearted as he is, nobody understands that better than Joe Biden. And the question is now, are we going to get serious about dealing with this problem in a systemic way as opposed to these one-offs where we're constantly reacting to emergencies? Of the 15,000 mostly Haitian immigrants who gathered in a makeshift camp under the Bright 
Borton Bridge in Del Rio, Texas. Thousands were allowed into the United States under Biden administration. They don't care if they're vaccinated. And on top of that, you know what the uh, chief doctor said? They said 20% of them are bringing some kind of a, a, a disease with them here. 20% of them are bringing some kind of a disease to America with them. Look, the, 20% the, the, of them. The border, this is not a Republican. The so, border is a disaster. It's an unmitigated yeah. disaster. So, so they, They've got Kamala Harris locked up in a basement somewhere have, she did such a bad and by job. By the way, here's a AOC. If AOC loves America so oh. much, and four years ago, five years ago, she was at the border crying three years ago. What was going on? Where is she at the border? I'm sorry. I haven't seen those pictures yet. Yeah. The whole bed stuff, where is that at? So do we have border issue two years ago? Did we have border issues two years ago? Were you complaining about border issues two years ago? Were we kind of getting it better? Was was ICE and those guys cleaning up uh, the place? So did the people that live on the border feel safer? Did they feel a little safer? As a resident of the state of Texas, yes, we did. And of course you did. This is what I'm trying to. So the part that people, there's there's a couple things here. I'm not disagreeing with so, you on this so at the, all. Yeah, so the part that, for me, if I see this with Trump coming this way, he doesn't have my vote. He doesn't. And this is what it is. Let me explain to you what I mean. Do you remember the first debate that he had with Biden? Yeah. How he was it? He had COVID. He was a mess. No, I get that. But how was it? Just contentious, contend- not a good look. Okay. Do you remember the second one? Second debate was better. He yes. just Biden's calling him out, just sitting there listening to him, and then he would respond back. Yeah. And it was like, wow. But he can't do that for two debates in, debates in a row. Uh, he can't do that for two days in a row. And, and FYI, <laughs> F- yeah. FYI, FYI, if he doesn't learn from him losing and he goes that way, he ain't getting reelected. Pat, seriously, and, and I know that we're fired up, we're having a great time. Do you actually think... Trump is changing even a little bit. You I, think he's taking this loss and being like, you know what, guys, I probably should have been a little bit nicer. And maybe the name calling I can tone down in the tweets. He's not changing. Adam, so you love him for what you uh, you love him for yeah, who he is no. or you accept the fact but, that but he if, is what he is. 78 I, years if, old. He's but, not changing. But if I have a choice, yeah. if I have a choice between him and Biden to go up against China, it ain't even a question. I actually if, agree with you. I, oh, no, you don't agree with me. On China. If I have, okay, you want to play this game? With you. Do you want to play this game? Let's continue this game. If <laughs> I have a, a choice. Wait, I, 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 I'm going to throw a kink into yeah. your argument. If Germany had to decide tomorrow which country they were going to align themselves with economically, would it be China or the United States? Tomorrow. If who? Germany. They're probably going to go China. Because they yeah. export more to them and because they... And but, but what's but, your point, though? What, for two wait, wait, wait. What's your point? For... But who alienated Ger- Germany? Trump. Thank you. Okay. But, that, that, it, it, but, but there's an economic cost no, to making all these enemies. Danielle. So, Danielle, you're talking... We have you children. Take, I, I mean, well, we doesn't can, it we come can, down to multilateralism versus unilateralism? Danielle, doesn't that so, what it comes so, down to? So let me ask you a question. So what do you do? So what do you do? You, so you make a tough decision like that. You're expecting everybody to just support the fact that you're going up against China. Germany doesn't have an alternative. They don't have a choice. They I, don't have an alternative. So what does Germany do? What I, does Germany do? I think, does Germany sit there and say, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know, instead of going to China, let's go to such a... No, no, they don't have a choice. Because the last 20-some years, two Republican presidents, whatever the thing is, and two Democratic presidents... Help, not even 20, 25, 30 years, they helped China get stronger. Agreed. And they deserve everything they're getting now because they did that. And now to go up against somebody that's a monstrosity, you cannot have a normal person to go up against them. I'm sorry. You know, history, when Churchill died, one of the most hated guys when this guy died. Churchill wasn't loved. But when shit hit the fan, they made one phone call. 
when Chamberlain knew he didn't have the audacity to go up against the guy, he had to go and beg the one guy he hated the most to come back. I don't think Ron DeSantis would be easy on China. But I, that's not my question. That's not my question. The question isn't if the choice is DeSantis or Trump. I did not ask that. We know if the choice is DeSantis where you guys are going. I got it. That's not where I'm going. But all I'm saying is that small percentage, which is probably not as small as you think it is, that percentage of Trump becoming the nominee and they're going against Biden, and you guys going to sit there and go play another game of I'm going to go to Joe or somebody else, or I'm uh-uh. going to do this? I'm I, sorry. I, I, it's going to be a, I don't think Biden or Harris, I think both of their political careers are over. I actually agree no. with you. Okay, so I, I don't think, see Biden think, running again yeah, in 2024. There's a reason the GOP and gave Kamala money no to, so. to Joe Manchin. There's a reason the GOP Listen, is giving I money think, to Joe Manchin. I think mm-hmm. by the second debate on the Republican side, we're going to know who Trump is. I think about the second debate. Pat, I, you mm-hmm. honestly think Trump is changing even a little bit? One oh percent? One percent? I don't know what other way to put this to you, bro. Listen, if 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 something happens to you, your family, you want me as your friend. I, I agree. You're gonna make that phone call. I'm gonna use anything and everything in my power to back up your family. Okay. And and you want somebody like me to have some. You, I just I, I don't think it's the binary choice that I, you're making it out to be. It will never be Trump against Biden. Mark my words. Okay, fine. So who will it be on the other side? That's why I'm saying Joe Manchin is oh, that's a different positioning story. No, no, himself. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I don't if, even know if it'll be Manchin. No, I would I like to see that. But, but there are people in the, in the, Demo- I, in the Democratic totally, Party to- who are ready to take Biden down. Now we're Biden a different down. conversation. Now we're a different conversation. But I'm conversation. saying the binariness yeah. of the, the binary argument, if it came down to Trump versus Biden, yeah. it's an irrelevant question. Let me tell you something. I, to, to the point that you brought up at the beginning of this podcast, we're debating over 78-year-old men. Can we get some new, fresh blood in there? I'd love to see that's, that's... Uh, Ron DeSantis versus a Tulsi Gabbard. Let them have hash it out. Two forty-something-year-old military Tulsi's people, Wall Street people. Beast. She's a freaking beast. Why Tulsi's can't we have beast. that debate? Why does it have to be old man River Biden versus crazy man Trump? Why are those our two fucking options? Because the current system, the way it's set up, these guys need money and backing, and to to get people to get behind uh, uh-huh. uh, t- Tulsi. Like I said, her and I are exchanging messages. We're going back and forth. She had nice words to say. Obviously, I had nice words to say to her. And what I told in front of Joe is she needs the powerful people to back her up. They know if we put our money behind somebody, mm-hmm. they don't put their money behind somebody without a good chance of this person winning. That's, that's a different conversation to be had. So, yeah. would, you be, would, you be, would you vote for a Tulsi Gabbard rather than a two. Trump? I would need to know what her tax plan would be. Okay. It, it would be purely on a tax Let's plan. Let's say that you somewhat agreed with her tax plan. You're like, okay, I can get on board with I that. I would absolutely consider it. You would? I would absolutely consider okay. it. But it, w- but it would be purely on the tax plan. Okay. So how many years have we been having these types of conversations? A couple of years. When now. it comes down to America, what concerns me the most? Tell me what concerns China, me China, taxes, okay. would, would you say socialism. China, would you say China's number one? On your list, it's definitely in the top two. Okay. Yeah. Well, would China, you say China should be number one? Yeah. yeah. Would you say my concern of us going to a socialistic society is a concern of mine? That's in the top two as well. Top two. Yeah. What do you think is next after that? Taxes. Taxes, which yeah. is part of economy. One part of socialism. Yeah. That's they're the same all, thing to me. They're right? all intertwined. Yeah. I totally agree yeah. with you. Now, you know, you, you want to have the debate. The, the next things that come up is what gun regulation, background check. I don't think you give two shits about that. I, 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 I don't think that's on the top of your list. But believe it or not, I have very strong opinions about that. And my strong opinion is people need to be trained more. Okay. People need to be trained way more. Like, I'm, I'm all about training more. I'm, that's, that's my mindset. Sure. So here, let me that's train. on top of your list, but I don't think it's on the top of my okay. list. So you go through the other stuff, right? But so, the top three that you mentioned, yeah. they determine the fate of the United States. Mm-hmm. True. True. Those three. True. Those three, and those yeah. three alone determine the you know, fate of the know United my, States. You know what my number three probably would be? Hmm. You know what my number three probably would be? 
censorship. Yeah. Number three would probably be censorship. YouTube well, you ju- can YouTube roll just taxes and socialism in, right. into the same. Yeah. You, you can mm-hmm. you can put them in the same big basket. Tech, yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah, so 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 to me, censorship is a very very big concern long term because I like opposing arguments. Look what just yeah. happened. You know who won today? By the, the viewer. Do, do you know for about thirty minutes? Yeah. To us, this was not a podcast. Yeah. For thirty minutes, this was not a podcast. This is a conversation. You mean to tell me you want to take this away from the audience? Are you kidding me? So the audience can't hear right. this kind of discourse and they make a decision for themselves. Screw Pat, I don't agree with you. Fine, screw you, Danny. I don't agree with you. The yeah. hell with Adam. No problem. Make up your mind. You saw a discourse. You want to take this away from the American people? Well, you brought you up a very good your point mind about, about, no, about I mean, the, and, the and debates that, that are sound that bites. That also goes should hand in hand with socialism, like by the way, is censorship. <laughs> and that, that, that's censorship they stuff. Down, they walk down the same path. If, if you look at communist regimes, it's all about keeping information from the people. Censorship. Hmm. which is, should be a four-letter word. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to see what's going to be happening in the next... Uh, but and so should, so should insider trading in Congress. Well, good to know that you'd consider voting Let's talk for about a, a, pull up that a, article a Democrat for Pelosi. named Tulsi so, yeah. so, Pelosi is creating a reputation of being a sidekick. And she's being called oh, a sidekick right. by young people on TikTok. I still prefer your sidekick. If side we can thing. go to that article for uh, Pelosi, if you have it up, uh, here we go. Pelosi adds... Provision to, no, this is not it, buddy. This is not it, buddy. I just texted to you. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. You just got the email and yeah, I'll pull up. I'll pull up. this guy. Don't pull that. See, look. Danielle, while we're waiting, break this down. Debt What's per citizen, $86,000 debt per citizen. Does that include mortgage? Debt per taxpayer. Jesus. That's where, why where we need somebody young and dynamic to try and take this. Tackle this. Okay, so people are calling that uh, uh, Pelosi a psychic, especially uh-huh. young investors, and this is why. Yeah. TikTokers are trading stocks by copying what members of Congress do, okay? Uh, whale alert, Nancy Pelosi just bought $11 million in four stocks. The women of investing just spent $300,000 on this stock. How to join the exclusive group chat. So at the end, they're giving a shout out to what Pelosi is doing. Young investors have a new strategy. Watching financial disclosure, sitting members of Congress for stock tips. Among <laughs> a certain community of individual investors on TikTok, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's stock trading disclosures are a treasure trove. Shout out to Nancy Pelosi, the stock market's biggest whale says user CEO watch list. Another said, I've come to conclusion that Nancy Pelosi is a psychic. While adding that she is the queen of investing, she knew, declared Chris Josephs, analyzing a particular trade on Pelosi's financial disclosures. And you would have known if you had followed her portfolio last year. Josephs noticed that the trades actually made by Pelosi's investor husband and merely disclosed by the speaker were performing well. Joseph is a co-founder of a company called Iris, which shows other people's stock trades. In the past year and a half, Whoopsie. he has been taking advantage of a law called the Stock Act, which requires lawmakers to disclose stock trading and those of their spouses within 45 days. Now on Joseph's social investing platforms, you can use a push notification every time Pelosi's stock trading disclosures mm. are released. He's personally investing when he sees which stocks are picked. I'm at the point where if you, can, you can't beat them, join them. Joseph told NPR, adding that if he sees trades on her disc- uh, disclosures, I typically do buy the next one she does. I'm going to buy. Okay. A Pelosi spokesperson said that she does not personally own any stock and the transactions are made by her husband. Huh. She has to do that protection. The speaker has no prior knowledge or subsequent involvement in any transaction, said the spokesperson. So Joseph's view of trades by federal lawmakers as smart money would worth following and plans to take large variety of politicians. We don't want this to be a left or right thing. We really don't care. We just want to make money. 
Okay, there All you right, have Kai, it. Kai, can you do me a, a quick favor? Before, Gotta love Pelosi. I wait, have no wait, knowledge wait, of wait, my wait. husband. Wait, 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 wait. Or whether she he exists. a job on MSNBC. Kai, can you pull up Predict It <laughs> Fed Chair? Predict It is, uh, no, not, not Predict It. Predict It is a, it's kind of a Vegas website. It gives you. Predict v- IT. IT. Who will, yep, 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 top one. I love this. Oh, his price is up to 75 cents today. His price was at 66. Per, he was at 66% yesterday. Do you want to know why? Why? Because they forced Rob Kaplan, who was the president of the, of the Dallas Fed, and they forced Eric Rosengren, who was the president of the Boston Fed, to step down because they found out about the insider trading. But they didn't force him to disgorge. They... Well, do, do you think that's coming with hearings? They announced they announced that they were going to be selling stock very soon and getting rid of the positions. That made it even worse. But all I'm saying is, so you're saying you're on September, yeah, kind of on September the 12th, Jerome Powell's chances of being the next Fed chair were 92 percent. The reason they've declined is mm. that there is a fear that because of this insider trading scandal at the Federal Reserve, that he's not going to be confirmed. Interesting. This shines a bright light on the fact that the SEC and somebody needs to change the law to make it, to, if, if, if it's not okay for Federal Reserve officials to, to basically insider trade, why is it okay for Nancy Pelosi to be the queen of insider trading? There's a law against that. It's called the, the, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Insider trading is, is against the law. Why should Congress have a different set of rules? Well, they're special people, Daniel. I mean, why are you complaining about that? These people are okay to make that kind of money because we want our politicians to be rich. And if this is one day, one way they do it, what's wrong with that, right? Do you speak sarcasm, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, but, I just looked at but, all those five people, all those five names. Go back at it. Go back at the five names. You know the next five names that they're talking about? They're all Democrats. Any reason why? Elizabeth Warren wants Lael Brainerd to be the next Fed chair because Lael Brainerd will facilitate modern monetary theory, universal basic income. She will paint the glide path. I just looked her up. For your worst nightmare. Negative interest rates and giving money directly to the United States people through accounts at the Federal Reserve, putting the conventional banking system in the United States of America out of business. That's why Elizabeth Warren is pounding the table on Lael, Lael Brainerd and saying if the, the head of the Dallas Fed and the head of the Boston Fed were forced to resign, damn it, Jerome Powell should be as well. That's why Elizabeth Warren is saying it, because she wants Lael Brainerd to put socialism in the law mm-hmm. in America. Warren praises Brainerd, slams Powell. This is just recently. She called right. a few days ago. She said yeah. that Powell was a dangerous man, a dangerous man. Does he look dangerous to you? A dangerous man. He looks wealthy. He is wealthy, but he was wealthy before. He was worth $100 million before he started at the Fed. He served, he only did this to serve his country, not because he needed a pension afterwards. But Lael Brainerd, it's a different story. Yeah, Yeah. Juicy Walter, Elizabeth Warren says she will vote against second term for Fed's Jerome Powell. Congressional, so so she's not fond of this guy, and she's Uh, willing mm -hmm. to vote against him. So Republicans are going to vote Got it. And by the, way, by the way, while you're at it, you, you almost pulled up something that was brilliant, Kai. Pull up Lael Brainerd, husband. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, you want to talk about a D.C. power couple? Ever heard of Kirk Campbell? One of Biden's biggest Chinese advisors? That's Mr. Brainerd. Thank you. That's her husband. That They're, guy's Chinese? No. He <laughs> has been 
He, he's one of Biden's advisors, advisors. on China. Danielle, what grade in, in the Biden administration? What grade would you give this Jerome is, this Powell? This is nasty DC politicking. What grade would you give Jerome Powell for his tenure uh, as chairman of the Fed? Probably a, a C minus or a D. Okay. And uh, when Janet Yellen was there? That's about where I was at. He's, he's doing okay. J- Janet Yellen? A, an F. She's F. Who's the last person you'd give a decent grade to? Paul Volcker. When was he? He was right before Alan Greenspan came in and started basically that was in the 90s? backstopping investors. 90s? 80s. He's the one who 80s. tackled inflation. So you're saying we haven't a, we haven't had a passing grade decent nope. chairperson of the Fed. But in, I'm not. The, I mean, in, but, but you, you could stop anybody in my world, and they would mm-hmm. say the exact same thing. Who was the last good Fed chair? The, Greenspan, it, 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 Bernanke, no, none nope, of these nope, guys. It is unanimous, and, and and everybody will tell you Paul Volcker. Who who was the who was the best recent Fed chair? I don't think there has been one. You you uh, so you didn't like Paul Volcker? Well, Vol- Volcker. Oh, probably- BizDoc just dropped the hammer on Danielle right there. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> Sorry. No, I because to... I said Adam he, just wants he, a fight. He, did, he didn't give a shit about Wall Street, and he broke the back of inflation, and he had the balls to do it, and he stood up to, he stood up to his own board. There was mutiny, mutiny yeah. on his Federal Reserve board where they tried to oust him, and he broke the back of inflation when the country needed it. He had the balls to do it. What's your rebuttal, Biz Doc? Let, let her know. No, I, I, think she, I think she's correct on that, but... You know, our Federal Reserve Board, I, I've got deeper thoughts about it that align, that align with her. This is the most Ugh. corrupt institution. Hey, are you guys okay if we talk about China a little bit, if that's okay with you? I know we haven't spoken a lot about them. No. So China. let's talk about the Evergrande crisis reflects greater rot in China's real estate sector, page seven. China's housing bubble puts all other housing bubbles to shame. This is a morning brew story. The business world has been captivated by the slow-moving train wreck that is Evergrande, a massive Chinese real estate developer that's buried up in the penthouses in debt. Investors have feared that because of Evergrande's size and uh, interconnectedness with other companies, its impending collapse could do its best COVID impression and spread uh, contagion across markets. Evergrande was able to make an interest payment on a domestic bond yesterday, but the bigger question is whether it'll be able to settle the $83.5 million bill due today. If it can pay up in 30 days, it could default which might cascade across the global economy. There's enough empty property in China to buy more than 90 million people, more than 90, to house more than 90 million people, according to the Rhodium Group, um, Logan Wright, the entire population of France, Germany, Italy, and UK or Canada could easily fit into these empty apartments. That's insane. Some observers have compared Evergrande woes to the epic collapse of the investment bank Lehman Brothers during the 2008 financial crisis, but the experts say it isn't a Lehman Brothers moment. It could be worse. If you view China's a gargantuan real estate sector as a, as rotten to the core. So, Danielle, what is really going on here? What is really – this is a tempest in a teapot. Contagion is not something that you can even write an article about. If, if you're able to publish it on the web, then it's not going to happen because contagion happens like that. It is lightning fast. If this had been a Lehman moment, we would have seen risk spread all across the financial system, all across the world. Hmm. China's got a big problem on its hands. And that's that China does not want to be an industrial-led economy anymore. It does not want to be the country of factories and only the country of factories. It wants for its citizens to act more American and consume more and buy more. But they overfed. They gave too much leverage. They gave too much credit to the real Uh estate sector. So now your, your average 
Chinese household cannot afford to consume anything because housing prices are so damn expensive. So this is China trying to defuse a bomb internally. This is if, if they wanted to bail out Evergrande tomorrow, they could. And that's the bottom line. There's a reason that the Chinese the Chinese officials are not bailing out Evergrande. They want this to happen. They want leverage to come out of the system and they want for their consum- consumers. What did they do last night? Last night, the International Olympic Committee said, we're not letting in foreign spectators. But unlike Tokyo, we're going to let Chinese citizens come to all these Olympic spectator events. Mm. They want Chinese consumers to be more American. That's, that's very interesting. And that's why they're doing this. And that's why it's so controlled. And that's why we haven't seen mm-hmm. contagion. That's why our stock market remains near all-time highs. That's why our high-yield bond market has not... This Evergrande has not bled into it. It's because China wants to be better at being American than America. Tom, what what are your thoughts on this? I see this a little bit differently. Um, I I respect what you're saying. But I think China has already signaled to people because this, you know, I I drew this really, really fast. Anytime you have something with a B like this in real estate, you have interconnected debt sources and interconnected leverage sources. And they're all over here. And there's London and there's New York. And it's it's all interconnected. And so you always end up with these things that look like an atom of plutonium. And it kind of is. And I believe well, there, what there is will happened, be, There will be financial losses. Yeah, I, I believe that China has signaled that it is going to. Kai, eat, that's crazy. They eat some of this. I believe China has signaled Pat that they are going to eat and they're going to fix some of this. Um, I also believe that there's these other political things about the Westernization of Chinese people. But look, our banks would already be freaking out right now because of the interconnectedness of eighty-three billion dollars in debt. You know, there would already be certain freakouts. The, the the last man standing, whether it was, you know, Goldman or whether it was this looks Deutsch. like a movie. This is real. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is them demolishing yeah. buildings that were started on but weren't never finished. Look, because buildings corrode from the inside out, so they actually cost. They, they become a, a, a source of expense. Wow. Yep. So Ninety I, I, I million people. Canada, million France. Open apartments that just they. They blew. They blow all. They let real estate speculation go way too far. And I think they've already signaled to the Western banks. Look, there's the three that matter: Goldman, Swiss, and Deutsch. So, I do you think Goldman, Swiss, and Deutsch are absolutely unexposed to this 83 billion dollars? No. Somewhere, derivatively or interconnectedly, they are. And I think China has signaled, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna fix this. We're gonna tear down some buildings. We're gonna do a few things. But don't worry about it. You know, it's it's not coming your way." They yeah, have but to you say want to that. know why? Because they they want they want all those banks business. They want all that. Correct. The, 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 they want to keep doing business with those banks. So I think it's a huge problem. I think it's got to take a huge injection and to fix it. But I think they've already signaled to the Western banks. Look, I'm not going to let. I'm not. This column argues that the footprint of China's real estate sector has become so large with a with an impact of real estate production and property services at on GDP of 29 percent. That's absorbing. That absorbing a significant housing slowdown would significantly impact uh, overall growth, even absent a financial crisis. How concerned yeah. do you think Xi is about this? Well, I do you think, think he really cares? Do you think he's like? Oh, he needs to care. He really needs to care. Yes. Well, uh, lest I digress, we forget that in 2019, Chinese economic growth, Chinese GDP, was at a 30-year low prior to the pandemic. 
Yeah, see, he can't fake that, and he also can't fake the thing with the banks. But what will he say publicly and what face will he show? Different things. Yes, but he's under political pressure inside of his own party right now, which most people do not understand. How does this Evergrande real estate debacle mess affect the average American day-to-day? So far, it does yeah. not. Again, our what, stock market the, the remains near an all-time high. Are the tentacles of this so long that it could affect... It's a good question, Adam. It's, well, yeah, I just, I Bruno, mean, I never even heard of Evergrande before I mean, two the, weeks the, ago. The way, it, 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 it's exactly, it's exactly as Tom it's described. Good exactly. It, it, it's how much, it, it, it's contained in how much bank earnings yeah. are going to be impacted by the losses that they have to write off. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously in 2008, the people, you know, what was it, Nina? People can just buy houses left and right, no mm-hmm. credit score, no income, Ninja. no nothing. Mm-hmm. Ninja, all that fun stuff. I never heard of Evergrande. I doubt none of our listeners ever heard of Evergrande before last month. Is yep. this something that has the scope of another financial mortgage meltdown, or this is not something that Americans should be too concerned about? I think that if it was going to have affected the U.S. financial markets, would it would have already happened. Okay. Okay. Correct. Well, now let's go to the Apple store. So we here's, could sleep well at night. Here's, here's the Apple store. <laughs> which it, no, no, no. China's still a bad country. I, I mean, agree. Anyways. By the way, can you imagine if Apple threatens to ban Facebook and Instagram, and they actually did it. But that's a story from The Sun. Facebook and Instagram threatened with a ban from iPhone after secret slave market uncovered on apps. Apple threatened to ban Facebook from the iPhone after an investigation found that its app were used for human trafficking. The fracas began in 2019 after the BBC reported that human traffickers in the Middle East were using Facebook apps to arrange sales of victims. Hashtag used by users in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait featured uh, adverts of the illegal buying and selling of domestic slaves against their will. Women were sold for a few thousand dollars each, categorized by race and deprived of their basic human rights. They were unable to leave. In response to the investigation, Apple told Facebook that it would ban its products unless action was taken. This is not a small ban, by the way. Can you imagine Facebook and Instagram are no longer on Apple? That's a big hit if that were to take place. That's huge. Go back exactly two months, and what, what was Apple upset about they were getting hit right hey your devices are listening to us hey you're not doing this remember apple was getting hit yes now Mm -hmm. i apple was getting hit and who was coming after apple right the first people that come after privacy on apple is not the conservatives it's the liberals those are the first people that come running down the street i think that both parties think that there is a serious issue in silicon valley I think most Americans think that. Apple's taken it in the chops two months ago. Big in the chops about the the listening, the camera that turns on by itself, not which isn't really turning on by itself. It's the way it's designed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now you've got, I believe, Apple is doing the right thing. But and then, by the way, also had a problem with their own employees. Remember, their own employees were talking about salaries. They were talking about a whole bunch of stuff. They were talking about working conditions Mm -hmm. in factories. Mm -hmm. So two months ago, Tim is like, "Okay, what do I got to do here?" Well, I have to take an altruistic stance, number one, and I also need to take a stance in lockstep with the with the U.S. government, specifically the Department of Commerce and the foreigners that are running it. So I think that's what Apple did. I think Apple is taking a stance that's altruistic. They're trying to align themselves with the U.S. government. The U.S. government is still, you know, it's still got the scope down their throat looking at what's going on. And um, I think Apple had to move this direction. Who needs who, by the way? This is a great example of who needs who. Does Apple need Facebook or Facebook need Apple? Good question. 
That's that's very. Facebook needs Apple. And, you and always right. need distribution. That's right. And what's and what's happened that's right. in, in just these past few days? Mm-hmm. I mean, have we all not updated our phones because for the first time in how long, Apple was like our security's been breached. Yep. And I'm like, wait a minute. Most of these iOS upgrades, whatever. Th- but no, Apple is announcing to people, we screwed up. Somebody got into our system. You have to download this upgrade, or you're going to be infiltrated. Whatever. I mean, it was it, to me that was a big admission that nobody picked up on. But my IT person immediately was like, Danielle, there's a bug in Apple. Upgrade your phone immediately. There's a bug in Apple. Upgrade your MacBook immediately. Mm. But the story here is about this secret slave market. Yeah. So we're not even touching we're that. Not even, you're saying, no. you're saying that that is a small sliver of an issue and the privacy issues no, it's outweigh huge, that. It's, like, it's, it is a yeah. huge issue, but the social media and technology elite mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley have done little for 10 years to prevent the weaponization of the tools they built by really bad people. And you can st- – Move. So you're saying this human is a trafficking move. is terrible, but you could you could sit there, search and replace that with all these other things that bad, really bad people are doing everything mm-hmm. from drug trafficking to human trafficking. To, to, well, remember New this Zealand. This is an offshoot of this. This is a little case example of the, the bigger big tech issues that we're facing. Is what you're saying? I mean, terribly bad, horrible yeah. people around the world are using Apple and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, wasn't Apparently it, wasn't it on Facebook? Um, there were, the, remember in New Zealand, there was a mass shooting. Yeah, and that was that they brought all the bad people together on Facebook. So, I mean, and they're censoring Americans from having open discourse, and this shit's going on in the background. Because you said three bad words: not sure, vaccination, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they search those and they pull you down. Well, you just said it. So, folks, yeah. enjoy this podcast. It's been great having you yeah. at this pace. The thoughts of BizDoc are independently. In uh, the last minute of the podcast, we, we, we apologize that it's 11 a.m. and you happen to need a martini. Oh, BizDoc, here's how you do your disclaimer. The thoughts of BizDoc are BizDoc and BizDoc's only. We apologize in advance for anything that we might have been done with YouTube uh, or overlords. I'm sorry. I was still doing. under the influence of Velitri, which is a drug that's in the covid cocktail that i'm forever thankful well more importantly we're we're happy to see you biz doc you're feeling well seriously yeah it's it's very good to see uh, it's really good to be back it's really good to be back can i say three things about it sure go for it the first thing is you know you know covid specifically covid delta is a really bad bug the second is the healthcare workers in america are incredibly overworked i saw it with my own eyes in the hospital where I was. And it is worse in terms of the crowding and what's going on and what they're trying to do right now. It is worse than the, you know, we have the great resignation, but the the great reaction, which was April and May of last year, I call it the great reaction. And they're like, we really wish we could spread the word out there that it is worse right now than it was in, in terms of people in the hospital. So and remember, I'm in Texas, and that's where the hospital is. So they didn't come out, you know, swinging a stick and saying vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. They said, listen, we would hope that you would talk to your family doctor or someone you trust. And Clarify, this is Texas. You're, Texas. It's not California, New York. So they, no, they're it was, a little bit more. I was in Dallas, yes. Texas. And what they said was, look, I really hope you would talk to your family physician, the same one that gives you yep. flu shots and, you know, your allergy medicine. You go for your your checkup. I really wish you would sit down and listen to them and talk about vaccinations. But if you don't, will you please look at the statistics around here? Will you consider doing your grocery shopping at nine o'clock at night when it's less crowded? Will you wear real N95 masks if you go into a Walmart or something rather than these 
these joke cotton masks that have the logo from your college on it. I said, will you just be sensible? Will you take hand sanitizer with you when you touch bathroom doors? You know, we're not here to take away your freedoms. He was there. He says, look, I don't really believe in mandates, he says, at all. Straight up to my face, he says, look, you know, it's not about mandating people and impacting freedoms, but it is asking people say, look, you know, if this is what you feel about vaccinations and things like this, would you please take some sensible steps because this is real. And that was that was the parting shot. Will you take some sensible steps because this is real and look at the crowding of the hospitals, you know, think twice before you go, you know, do some things, but live your life. He said, look, I'm a doctor. I go out to dinner with my wife. And he said the following. I notice that the restaurants are cleaning up differently than they were a year ago when we were all freaked mm-hmm. out. And so I'm really glad to be back. I'm very grateful for the healthcare workers. I'm grateful for the COVID cocktail uh, that got me through this. But I, I, I kind of agreed with the doctors on those points that right now America is not being as cautious and prudent while exercising their freedoms and getting back to work and doing things as they could be. Yeah. Well, we, we are thankful for your doctors. We are thankful for the people that were working with you, your, your wife. I can tell you your wife loves you. Uh, uh, when her and I were having a conversation together and how emotional and pain she was, we were talking every single day. Uh, you got a trooper there as a woman you married, the mother of your children. Uh, and uh, it's good to have you here, brother. When you and I had the conversation together, we, we missed the dialogue. We missed the conversations. We missed all of that. One day in the afternoon, Adam was in a corner in Mario's room crying for 45 minutes. He was just saying, Tom, Tom, Tom. It was a very emotional moment for yeah. Adam. But everybody here, Tom, missed you. Everybody. So we're just glad to have you back and glad to have you on the podcast, especially today with uh, you, Danielle, and Adam. Uh, lots of good banter here, man. Good conversations today. Wonderful to be here. Thank you all. For Danielle to be here, we've missed you too. We brought the band back together. Yes, this this was fantastic. This was fantastic. So, folks, a lot of people are asking uh, uh, about the podcast with Rogan. If you haven't listened to it, the link is, I think, uh, Kai, put it in the uh, comment section if people haven't seen where to get it. You have to go download Spotify app to listen to it. There's a couple short clips on YouTube, but you can listen to it on Spotify uh, to see what was discussed on that sit-down with Rogan. Having said that, we're going to do this again next Tuesday. Are we scheduled? Caroline, are we scheduled for next Tuesday or no? Yes, we are. We will see you guys next Tuesday, same time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Danielle, good to have you on. Good to Tom, have you on. Happy birthday, Patrick. Thank you. Early, 18th. X. <laughs> Early. X date. Happy birthday. Three weeks. Bye-bye.